Welcome to the Going Merry Podcast, the number one One Piece review podcast on the internet. And all we talk about here is how hot all of the characters are in the live action One Piece. You know, this is just going to become a weekly thing now. Like, whenever we get very far into the anime, we're still going to be talking about how hot the characters are on the live action. That's just going to be the end of it right there. Anyway. Anyway, my name is Derek, and I am one of your hosts, and as always, I've got my two co-hosts, Amanda and Whitney. Whitney, how are you today? I'm great. I'm happy to be here with my best friend and my other other best friend. <gasps> That's the <laughs> nicest fucking thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> and, and Derek. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so Amanda is your best friend and your, and your other best friend? Yeah. I think I, I think I repeated the wrong word. <laughs> yeah, the other, other best friend. Yeah, He's not the... My best friend, my other best friend, and my other other best friend. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Amanda's all three of those. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers. Amanda, how are you today? I'm good. I'm ready to talk about how hot everyone is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then I guess let's just jump right into it. So this week we watched episode four of the One Piece live action. Pirates are coming. Ew. Amanda, what did you think of this episode? I liked this. Um, oh, I get I, it now. Whitney's talking about jizz. Anyway, continue. Yeah, jizz. How mm. dare. Star Wars. They're oh, doing yeah. something. Just the They're music. taking that away. I know. The what? Jizz, did you hear about that? <laughs> the jizz music. They've retconned it, and now it's Jat's music. Boo. Because it was inappropriate. I've... Um, okay. All right. <laughs> the um, the Figrin Dan and the Modal Nodes, the Cantina band. Yeah. That music is called jizz music. Oh, but they were those recently... no words you just said? I did not yeah. understand. You just <laughs> figuring Dan in the modal nodes. That's the name of the band. I'm just <laughs> glad that you can pronounce that so well. Yeah. <laughs> so it's called yeah, jizz anyway. music. I love it. Let's yeah, but now they're like, oh, it's jats. They've changed it to J A. No, fuck it. Fuck exactly. that. It's jizz Every music. Part of a revolution. Keep jizz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just just go out with signs walking around the street. We want jizz. What do we want? Yes. Jizz. When, when, when do we want it now? now? <laughs> oh, that took a turn. Nobody uh, isolate that audio, please. That would be the best <laughs> strike ever. <laughs> We're marching for jizz. <laughs> <laughs> oh man (laughs) if you'd like to sign up to volunteer for the march for jizz uh contact us (laughs) oh dear jizz coming to a city near you it's for the it's for the cause (laughs) (laughs) so anyway amanda what what do you think of this episode (laughs) um this was a nice wrap up to last week's episode I I liked that they divided the story into two um, because I think it needed both episodes um, to fill out the story properly. I'll agree. I think one would have felt rushed. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. And then, I mean, they got to put in, as they do, like side backstories, which is nice. And I think Zoro's fit in pretty well in this setting. Mm -hmm. I don't remember if that's when we saw it before. It was after this. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was fine. It was between here and the next uh, location. So, I mean, it was close. Yeah. 
Um, I thought that was well done too. And the lighting was just really good in like all of the scenes. I thought mm-hmm. like the that scene with Queena and Zoro was like in the foresty area that they were training in. Mm-hmm. Like all the light filtering through the trees looked really good. And then again in that really cool looking house that Kai is in. Um it was like darker this time slightly because of the like the chase sequence and all of that but it was not so dark that you couldn't see what was happening which i know is a problem a lot of people have issues like Mm. house of the dragon with lighting game of thrones all that stuff yeah um but i thought this was everything looked really good i can agree with that for sure whitney what do you think about this episode yeah i agree with all of that um Again, like last week, I appreciated the kind of almost horror feel that it had, um, especially with the very slow, creepy Captain Kuro looking mm-hmm. for them in the house. And the fact that it the the pirate shutters or whatever they were called were down, which made it made the stakes a little bit higher. Um, and I like the way they used that to kind of not dwell on the fact that Kaya was like, why would this, why would he do this to me? I don't believe you. And then it was very quickly like, now you believe because you see it unfolding in front of you. So it kind of moved it along a little bit. And like Amanda said, it was nice to have it over two episodes, not just to show more of the story, but like we got Usopp's backstory and now we got Zoro's backstory. And I feel like they each deserve their own time, right? Mm -hmm. Their own um, like allotment. Um, so that we could really see the essence behind it, like how important it was for for Usopp, um, and why his his background um, was related to the fact that nobody believed him, and this was an ongoing thing, and how it was going to relate to the current story. And then, of course, Zoro's. We don't know much about him at this point, except that he was a pirate hunter, and he is really good with sword, and he's mentioned, I think. I don't know if he's mentioned anybody that he's lost. I can't remember if it was that or if he mentioned that in the anime. But now we get to see that um, play out. Um, the actor that played young Zoro mm-hmm. looks so good. Like, it just looked like a young Zoro. I mm-hmm. think that's the best one so far, in my opinion. I would, um, I, Yeah, I could agree with that. And I thought his performance was really good, too. I had my hangups about the other ones. Like, Usopp's actor was okay mm-hmm. um luffy's we we talked about the accent thing it just took me out for some reason but this one i thought was just really really on point mm-hmm. with him okay this episode honestly it was yeah for me i think it was fine like and so that's the that's the odd part is so kind of like the anime i'm watching these episodes twice i'm watching them the first time i'm not taking any notes or anything like that i'm just watching it to kind of gauge my own reactions to different things because like if i'm stopping you know the episodes a lot to take notes then i'm not getting a full you know experience or whatever because the stopping and starting takes me out of the episode so i'll watch it the first time to like kind of see what it makes me feel like and honestly the first time i watched this episode i was like is that is that it like are we just done now so it it kind of felt pretty anticlimactic to me um the end was so important (laughs) that 
that it was. <laughs> um, and we can talk about it more kind of when we get there, uh, when we get toward the end of it. Because, like, I don't, and that's the odd part is I don't necessarily have a lot of, sp- I do have things that I liked and things I didn't like. But, like, whenever I took my notes, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what made me not like this episode like as a whole like yeah there's little things but i mean i've had little things in most of the episodes that we reviewed i had things last week that i didn't like but i fucking loved that episode so like i don't exactly know what made me not really enjoy this episode but it didn't it was fine you know it was kind of similar though right i mean i feel like this episode had much the same aura as last week's it, it kind of did this was more could. horror vibes i thought they did kuro really well i really yeah. liked the way they did kuro the horror vibes, but also I feel like there was a lot more fighting, right? There's a yeah, lot there of was less talking, and that may be why it was kind of like, is that all? Because mm-hmm. I mean, there was a lot of time spent on the physical action between them. Um, so I guess I can kind of see that part because it was a lot of the chase, and then a lot of the Zoro fights with the black cats, and yeah, you know, not a lot of dialogue or backstory there. Yeah. So anyway, that was just uh, my overall thoughts on the episode. You know, I mean, I agree with everything both of you said in in regards to the lighting. I really liked the young Zorro actor, Um, you know, and I thought the like choreography of everything was was good. Um, Like I said, I already mentioned I love the way they did Kuro um, and the very horror movie vibes, because that's that's the way he felt in the anime. He felt very boogeyman-esque you know kind of kind of like he did here very you know a very serious villain so anyway if we can uh go ahead and jump into it Zoro slowly wakes up at the bottom of the well next to mary's dead body usopp escorts kobe and the marines toward the mansion explaining the full situation to them how meppo immediately dismisses his claims as soon as he brings up Captain Kuro of the Black Cat Pirates. He faces backlash from Kobe, though, for dismissing the matter quickly instead of investigating. In the kitchen, Nami struggles to wake Luffy up, but she hears someone coming, so she hides before they can get there. As she hides, she hears Kuro, Sham, and Butchie arrive in the kitchen and gets a full grasp of the situation based on their conversation. The doorbell rings as Usopp and the Marines arrive at the door. Of course, the Marines believe Clahador over Usopp. Sham and Butchie bring Luffy to the door, and the Marines carry Luffy off the premises. Meanwhile, in the kitchen, Sham cleans up until Nami bursts out of the cabinet and lays her out with a frying pan. Whitney, we'll start with you. What did you think about the beginning uh, of this episode and these and these scenes here? Well... I mean, I was glad to see that Zoro was uninjured, but I think I mentioned last week, I was like, how is he going to come out of this without any injury or anything? But he seems completely unhurt. And I know we talked about this a little bit, like he doesn't have super strength or anything like that, but like, that's a long way down and he seems fine. Last week when we talked about this, I laid out a lot of very good arguments for why he would possibly be fine. A lot of other dead bodies down there. Maybe he lands on Mary. Maybe the well's not that deep. Like, you know, it's, I, gave a a lot of, well. I gave a yeah. lot of reasons and all of them were wrong. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he landed on Mary or not. I can't remember. It didn't show him on top of Mary. Mary was like four feet away. Not that he couldn't have bounced and rolled one way, but still. But it was a very deep well. It was. There was trees and shit down there. There was like foliage and like. Yeah. Very unused for a very long time, right? Or at least for well purposes. I mean, there normally is the bottom of a well. Have you never been to the bottom of a well before, Amanda? No, I'm too uh, short for that. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get out. It just makes it easy to crawl around down there. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Um, I do really like the title card for this one, of course, because it was Zorro themed. But I, I got excited because I was like, this, this means that we're finally going to get his story, which we did. Um, I love that the the dynamic between Helmeppo and Kobe you can see that Kobe's trying to stand up for himself a little bit and be like mm-hmm. don't be an idiot you know we have to at least see what's going on here because something's wrong mm. um and we just don't know what it is yet and we have a mission right um and I, I feel like it's pretty obvious I hope it was obvious to people who don't know the anime that axe hand is just a piece of shit and yeah he said he killed kuro and he may truly believe that but he's also not a good person and he very well could have just lied or made it up we don't know from this live action which is true and we we see that kuro has plans we know from the anime that he faked his death but that's not detailed here yeah it's not yet anyway i don't know if it's going to be but um him just like still standing up for his dad is what gets me because like his dad treated him like shit first of all and he's not gaining anything from garp because of who he is he's already told him like nepotism only gets you so far you're not going to get anywhere with me because of your father but i feel like a little bit of that is they're away from garp right now and helmepo feels like he can call the shots a little bit right Mm -hmm. we still see a little bit of that piece of shit helmepo um I was glad to see that it wasn't going to be confusing for Nami to find out what was going on. I feel like that was a clever way for her to have her hide in the kitchen and hear them talking about the poison, like literally. Yeah. (laughs) Um, They told her everything she needed to know right then. And they got to see her bash the shit out of uh, the lady. I can't remember her name. Sham. Yes. Um, It's frustrating to me. And I know this is a TV thing and a movie thing. When you know what's happening, but everybody else is either missing the point or just missing the part that if they would have seen, they would know what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. So like when they're at the door and Clawador slash Kuro is really good at talking his way out of situations. We can see that. Like he's slick, he's smart. Um, and we know that Usopp is not believed by anybody in the village and he just makes light work of the whole thing. Um, oh yeah Luffy he's drunk we'll get him no problem oh there's no pirates here he's done this since he was a child knowing that if they asked anyone else in the village if Usopp was a liar they would say yeah he does it all the time right and that's frustrating to us because Mm -hmm. we know better this time is different yeah Um, but I was happy to see that Luffy could walk at least (laughs) like I know but they're they were dragging him out supposedly unconscious and his feet are still moving i was like yeah they're just shuffling along (laughs) so i mean nobody dies right yeah that's the moral of the story (laughs) amanda what about you yeah much of the same i was glad to see that zoro made it somehow 
without <laughs> any broken bones or limbs. I don't know how that happened. Um, the only bur- broken bone he has is the one that counts. Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> what's, the, what's that Star Wars meme with Oscar Isaac? And he's like, somehow. Yeah, somehow please. Palpatine returned. <laughs> somehow Zoro is uninjured. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, it was kind of, it was interesting to see the Marines in this part because they aren't usually, I mean, in the anime, they're not there for this, um, whole interaction and Kobe's a lot braver here. I know this is like kind of a made up storyline for this particular plot, but, um, like we keep saying, he's so irritating in the anime and he's such a little crybaby, but he's like, you can tell that he's kind of thinking about the the decisions that he's gonna make and like he is still standing up to hell meppo he's like no we have to go check on this and then once they get to the house he's insisting you know that Clahodor tell him what's going on and he's like you know just just have a couple more questions you know like can i check your gloves for blades and all this other stuff so he's he's like proving to be more of a character with a backbone here which is nice sure. mm-hmm. um and nami hiding in that like pots and pans cabinet i don't know how she kept quiet in there because like oh, if, yeah. if you've ever put a pot away it makes like the biggest racket i don't know how right. she was quiet like i'd make the most mm-hmm. noise just putting a pot back and it's like the whole mm-hmm. thing was mm-hmm. fucking crashing around me and i didn't like <laughs> Do yours ever just fall out as you're trying to stack them correctly? Oh my god, yep. it makes me so mad. Yeah, yeah I mean, like that's trying very... to hide there, and I'm, you know, just all of them just rattling all over the place, and then you just see Sham. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Is that a giant mouse? But I mean, again, <laughs> either way, if that would have been how it turned out, she still could have just like popped her one as soon as she opened yeah. the door. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they they looked heavy. They had a lot of copper pots in there, and those yeah. things are heavy. So but they did. Um, I, I think, so it was interesting to me in this episode, because in the first episode, it did not quite feel like that. Like, well, and when I say first episode, I mean, last week's episode and, um, it, Usopp felt more cowardly here than he does in the anime, um, in, in this particular scene. Um, and it's, and so, like, I might have a reason to, you know, to kind of back, you know, that just popped into my head that kind of backed that up. But, like, last week, it kind of felt like Usopp was not quite as much of a scaredy cat as as he has as he was in the anime. Um, but here, whenever he's with Kobe and Helmeppo in the Marines and Clahador is there and starts talking about his parents, um that right there normally if it was anybody else i would say that's the first class ticket to getting your ass whooped but Usopp doesn't whoop anybody's ass uh he might like throw a punch or something which in the anime he did as soon as clahador brought up his parents in the anime Usopp laid him out now my the excuse that popped into my head was well in the anime when he did that he didn't know clahador was actually kuro so maybe right. the fact that he knew knows who he is now scared him more here than 
it would have if he would have done that before he figured out it was Kuro or whatever, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, it does. I think he's also really afraid for Kaya because he keeps saying that. He's like, Kaya's in there. Kaya's trouble. Kaya's going to get um, hurt. Yeah. And he's not really like afraid for himself. Right. I don't yeah. think anyway. Yeah. I but just have you seen him do his fast. Like, did he did he move really fast when he attacked um, Zoro and Usopp yes. and escaped? So he yeah, he must. I mean, I'm sure he's nervous to see where this goes. Like, maybe he's just going to massacre all the Marines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was the thing. I've I just never seen uh, Usopp back down before when someone started bad mouthing his parents. Like, there's a lot of things that make Usopp back down because, like I said, he's scared of everything. But the bringing up his parents has always been the one thing that kind of breaks him out of that. So it, it was interesting to me to see him back down still whenever his parents were brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I don't blame Kobe because Kobe's just kind of doing what Usopp says. So this this kind of felt pretty stupid for me um, from Usopp when he's like, check his gloves, check his gloves. So I get Kuro had gloves with knives on the end. One, those knives were like two feet long. How exactly did you ex- did you expect him to hide those knives within his gloves? And to where well, Nami has a nightstick that gets bigger. I mean, so that's Wolverine fair. Hands. Wolverine hands. We never see him put them on. So he doesn't it, like. So that's the thing. <laughs> he, looks he does in the yeah. anime. I don't think we ever did in uh, in the live action. You're right. I don't think we ever actually see him put them on. But like, they're like two foot long blades that supposedly he would fit in the like three inches of his fingers. I don't know. It just that felt dumb to me. And the fact that, and maybe Usopp was too scared to notice. Like I get sometimes you get flustered. You're in shock. And maybe you miss details, but the <clears throat> the gloves that Clawador wears or that Kuro wears with the knives on the end are big ass fucking fluffy black gloves. And mm. and the gloves he was wearing at the door are very small, thin, fitted white gloves. I don't think anybody would have noticed that and if see, they were getting chased by that fucking. And see, guy. That, that's my <laughs> thing. I think that part, you know, I I get that if. If you like, maybe you he don't notice that, that they literally detail. came out of his hands maybe he or did. something because yeah. then the gloves wouldn't matter. And there but then why would he say to check his gloves? Because I don't know, holes for the knives to come out of. I mean, maybe. I mean, so maybe. Anyway, people that, do things when they're scared that don't make sense. You're right. You're absolutely right. Maybe he shouldn't be such a baby. And uh, he's not too bright, really. Uh, no, I, mean, I don't uh, think he's stupid, but I mean. Yeah. He's he's kind of stupid. It's a world unlike any other. Anything yeah. that exists here. It's a world unlike any even other. stupidity. <laughs> I'm so eternally grateful for him saying that. <laughs> the best excuse. It is. Never question uh, anything again. <laughs> um, Butchie caring about how the poison tastes was cracking me up. I thought that was hilarious because he made so many comments and like little snide looks towards sham when he was talking about you know he's like i wanted to make sure i got the right amount of sweet in there with the sour and you know and then they were like how much did uh 
how much of the soup did did he eat? And Butchie like looks at the pan and then he just looks at Sham <laughs> and he just says, Whitney. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> um we were talking about that line beforehand, so I knew Whitney wanted to say it. He's um, so proud of himself. He cares about his fake job, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> I I and then he was like he was like because I can't remember what Sham said. And he was like, yeah, well, you know what? You can say what you want about your maid service or yourself or me, but keep my cooking out of it. It was like, yeah. <laughs> so I, I thought that was pretty funny. I really liked how much he was caring about his cooking and how much flavor was coming out of the poison. Uh, so yeah, that was, that was pretty much all I had on the beginning sequence here. Y'all ready to move on to the next? Yeah. Sweet. You can tell Kobe still does not feel right about the situation, but between Kuro's excellent acting slash clean appearance and Helmeppo's refusal to believe anything Usopp says, he still second guesses himself and backs down. As Zoro tries to get a hook to grab onto the top of the well, he flashes back to his training days as a child and he gets his ass majorly handed to him by a girl named Kawina. After she tries to offer him some friendly advice, he lashes out and challenges her to a fight using actual swords instead of bamboo sticks. Back in the present day, Usopp climbs into Kaya's window and tries to explain everything to her. But Kaya also does not believe Usopp after all of the tales he has told her in the past. She slaps Usopp and tells him to leave, but he refuses to run anymore. The clock strikes midnight. Kaya is officially 18 and can now sign over her fortune to Kuro. The three black cat pirates lock down the house and begin their search for Kaya. Nami barges into her room, grateful that her and Usopp are still alive. She also explains everything and even fills in a few holes in the story, including the fact that Kuro has been poisoning Kaya for years. Real quick, I do want to mention one thing because it was something that I forgot to write down in my notes. Uh, how the fuck did Zor? Where did he get that hook from at the bottom of I the don't, well? I was just gonna ask that when you said <laughs> like, that he was using that. I'm like, where did that come from? Yeah, like, did someone just like toss a hook down there with the exact length of rope needed to get to the top? Is it like <laughs> it was like for? pulling up a bucket that's what i was just like say. fell down I, there maybe it's probably like, just been left there because they didn't use the well anymore i could see that being a reasonable like explanation for why it's down there maybe it was on a crank and it just rotted and fell down there like that you know what let's go with that i like that like it, or, it makes sense Mary was wearing a tool belt and he had a whole giant length of rope on him with a hook attached. I like that even better. We're going with that one now. It's fucking one piece fact. That's canon right the fuck there. Mary's always <laughs> got that thing on him. You know, yeah. He's prepared. Yeah. yeah. It's not the only hard thing he's got on him. No. Oh. You no. mean his body, rigor uh, mortis, because he's dead? Oh. I was going to say, I was going <laughs> to say his horns. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's less more. Oh, sorry. Beautiful, beautiful, Amanda. Great, fantastic job. Oh god. Okay, I'm. I'm glad we're. I'm glad we're all here. <laughs>
<laughs> well, like Mary. Oh. oh. <laughs> How many dark jokes are we gonna get out of this? Oh my God, Derek just looked at me like I slapped a puppy. He was I so didn't. <laughs> all I'm saying. <laughs> all I'm saying is that this podcast just has got just got as dark as the bottom of the well where Mary's corpse is. So, Ooh. Amanda, Musty. what did? <laughs> What did you think of all of this going on? And the fact that Mary's fucking dead. Like, I he's actually dead. He's dead. I know. That's upsetting. I am sad about that. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, I mean, I he really, he got, like, stabbed more times in the anime and made it. And I was not thinking that he was going to. Cause I didn't it was just It was so much. I don't ex- exactly remember what happened, but I, I feel like he... He, I remember that he was on a ladder, like changing a light bulb in the chandelier or something, and yeah. then fell off maybe, and then got slashed a bunch, and then was just like laying in a puddle of his own blood for three days while they had their whole exchange outside of the house. <laughs> and I was like, "There's no way he's fine." But then he just like jogs over with a little band aid on his head, and that was all that he needed. <laughs> he's like, "Hey guys, here's the ship. It's me. It's me, Mary." <laughs> I know. I, I was really hoping that he would have like one band-aid on his little chest scars and he'd be Imagine. fine. But the... people would have lost their shit. I know. It would have been funny. Yeah. That was sad. Anyway. And we would um, be like, actually, actually, you know? that's what <laughs> happened in the anime. Actually. <laughs> actually. <laughs> I just did the the Kuro glasses move. Yeah. Gotta get that up there. Anyway. Those who can't see us. <laughs> um, the I I kind of already said touched upon it, but the the flashback scene with Zoro and Kawina was really nicely done. I thought, um, and yeah, both actors were good, and I thought the the fighting choreography between them was pretty good. It seemed like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure they had stunt doubles because they're children, but I mean, they they kept like pretty close up shots on both of them throughout they that really scene. Did. So. Um, whatever they did there it looked good to me um and they kind of i liked how they like intercut it with him Zoro trying to get climb out of there because mm-hmm. that's sort of similar to what happened before like i think i mentioned last week he instead of being thrown down a well he was trying to run up a hill that had like an oil spill on it that <laughs> nami kicked over a bucket of oil and mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like this cartoon running with his legs all spinning yeah. <laughs> couldn't get up um and then i i liked that kaya was a bit more like we kind of talked about she's got a little bit more substance to her and she's questioning Usopp and like you know I don't really know if this is true or like should I believe him because she's probably spent I don't know how long she's been friends with Usopp but I assume I I mean at least three years because she mentioned in the last episode that uh her parents gave Usopp a job so and her parents died three years ago so it's it's been at least that like got it I was wondering if she had had Fahador in her life longer and so she I, just felt like it made more sense to believe him. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was good that she questioned it. Um, but then Nami came in quickly and kind of uh, corroborated all those details that Usopp was giving her. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that that didn't take too long. Yeah. yeah. 
absolutely. Uh, I was not a he like. I was watching this scene. Helmeppo frustrated me so much in this episode, like just constantly mouthing. I was like, "Guy, you have no clue what you're talking about." And Kobe even knows that Helmeppo has no clue what he's talking about. But like, it's like, okay, I need you to shut the fuck up right now. <laughs> you know, like he still has yet to be taken down that extra peg. He's still got that same piece of shit attitude that he had through episode one. It's just now he's doing it wearing a Marines uniform, which I've got more to say on that later because there's more stuff that happens later. But how Meppo was really uh, irking me in not only this scene at the door, but uh, just the episode as a whole, for sure. Um the flashback i was not a huge fan of queena she she felt way way too nice to me <laughs> in the flashback she was like oh you need to pick your elbow up and like in the anime she's like get the fuck over it bitch <laughs> like yeah i just kicked your ass like she <laughs> um you know she's she's so mean in the anime and it's like there's reasons that we find out later of why. Like, Kuina has a massive, massive chip on her shoulder. And so, and it's not just to Zoro. She's mean to everybody. And, and honestly, so like in the, because of that, the, uh, uh, like the fighting and the back and forth between Kuina and Zoro feels equal. And here... It just felt like Zoro was being an asshole because Zoro still had like that mean, aggressive side to him. Like, you know, I can still beat you. Why don't we just fight with real swords and stuff like that? And, you know, he was being and she was being super nice, trying to give him an advice and he's being an ass. And so it it looked. I think I think Zoro was written really well in the in the flashbacks, like I really liked young Zoro and. But the thing, the thing was because of the way they wrote Kawina, it made Zoro look worse because it made him look like the cocky asshole that was super talented and everything and and yada 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 for you know super talented without trying and all that stuff when it wasn't really the case because Kawina was right there with him and they and they did not do that well so it made it look very one-sided instead of instead of two-sided um so watching this we didn't really get that whole backstory on why Zoro is being an ass to Koina because like in the anime he shows up and he's like you know he's he's a cocky little shit he's like he's like you know what let me just uh kick everybody's ass in here and we'll call it good and then Kawina comes in and absolutely destroys him easily, like without even breaking a sweat. And then, like I said earlier, she she tells him, yeah, you're not that good. Stay down. Like she's an ass to him after she beats him, too. I wonder and, if they just didn't have enough time to go through all that. And so they were like, this it, is the easier way. Maybe they didn't. Because and... like, they, I feel like they did go into her story more 
in the anime but because she's not a main character here they just didn't bother to do it yeah and see and maybe that's why and yeah and like be it shows Kawina having a, a, a chip off of her shoulder right off the bat and you never or a chip on her shoulder right off the bat and 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 this backstory as much as I like everything else about the backstory uh Kawina never really felt like she had that chip on her shoulder to me um so uh Whitney what'd you think of this episode or this uh this section yeah yeah sorry (laughs) so I I I already mentioned that I like the flashback as far as the the actor that they chose to play Zoro I thought just looked fantastic I thought his attitude was fantastic because to me how I understood this and I'll be honest I barely remember Kuina from the anime I don't Mm -hmm. remember that she was an asshole. I believe you. I'm sure Mm. she was, but I don't remember. Um, It Mm. doesn't like, I I remember what happened that she died and, and it was really, and they were trying to fight with each other and train to be the best swordsman slash woman in the world. But I I didn't remember that part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, This is how I understood it as somebody who didn't remember. And also I think you could equate that with somebody who did not watch the anime. I, at first, it seemed like Zoro was being this cocky asshole who was like, I'm going to be everybody no matter what it takes. And I'm just going to be mad about it because this girl keeps beating me. Mm-hmm. But then she makes it, she, she, you know, says you're dropping your elbow and you're the second best and all this stuff. And he says, well, when she, she tells him that one day you'll outgrow me and then you'll beat me because that's just what happens. And at that point to me, I kind of understood at that point, oh, that's why she's being defeatist and trying to beat him now while she can. And he immediately dismisses that. He's like, so like you can, cause it, at first it's like, oh, well, yeah, he's going to be like, well, I'm a man and I should be able to beat you. But then when she mentions that, he's like, well, that's not why I want to beat you. This it's just because I want to be the best. It has nothing to do with I'm a man and you're a girl, which is like an insecurity that people talk about, you know, mm-hmm. um, like I've witnessed a lot of sports, like, like wrestling, for example, like high school wrestling, there's very few females in that sport. And when I, when I watch them, it's, it's an unfortunate reality, but when the boys do get beaten by the girls, they get a lot of shit for that. Um, just because there's this historical stereotype of girls shouldn't be able to beat boys in feats of strength. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she made it pretty clear that that's, that's what's bothering her. So I guess to me, that was the chip on her shoulder that I understood it to be. Um, and then he is like, well, I don't care about that. I just want to be the best. I don't care who I'm fighting. I just want to mm-hmm. be everyone. That's kind of how I took it. Um, but I mean, I mean, I guess that could be understood in different ways, but um Helmeppo and Kobe I feel like even though Kobe gave up and left the house you could still like you mentioned I think Derek that something was still not right in his mind and you can see kind of that working in his face which I think is a really cool thing for an actor to accomplish when they're not saying anything mm-hmm. um especially with Kobe because he does look frightened all the time pretty much he does but he you could also tell he was calculating in his mind like I'm unsettled because this doesn't feel right mm-hmm. and 
like I mentioned before, Helmeppo is away from his uh, superior that treats him like shit or treats him like nothing special. He doesn't really treat him like shit, but um, he's taking every advantage to to be in power over Kobe because he thinks he's better than still mm-hmm. yet, right? So yeah, that was annoying to me too because he's still just full of shit like he's always been. He hasn't had a full character development yet that we've mm-hmm. seen. Um, so I'm interested to see if that's going to change because I, that's what I like so much about the live action is that we're seeing so much more of them mm-hmm. together and to see how they're dealing with them because we haven't seen most of this before. And it's like, what is Kobe really like? What is Helmeppo really like? How many, as I was going to say of us, but Derek, you know already, but like Amanda and me, would I have guessed that Helmeppo was going to be an important part of the story? Or was it just, oh yeah, that guy was an asshole. I forgot about him after that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I felt about it. But now with the live action, I'm interested in seeing what's happening to him in the future. Not that I care about his character, but I'm like, where's this going? Mm-hmm. You know, is he going to have a care, a good character development where he turns it around? But I think this is part of what makes Kobe to me. I think he's going to be a good Marine because he's questioning these things, even when he feels like he shouldn't. Like when he said, Oh, I just have a few more questions. And you could tell he was kind of scared to say that mm-hmm. like, cause he kind of cowers. He has this stance where he bends over all the time and Clahador had he even not been a pirate is kind of an imposing yeah. figure anyway um but the fact that he even did that is so much more than what i would have expected of kobe from the anime, right so i just i think that's interesting that they went with this and that they really decided to focus in on it mm-hmm. yeah i can yeah i can completely agree on that one for sure uh okay so kuro creepily strolls through the house searching for Kaya. He barges into her room to find that she isn't there. Kuro drags his claws along the walls as he walks through the house. He hears the three walking through the servants' walkways in the walls and begins stabbing his knives through the walls. Uh, In the well, Zoro decided to try climbing out just using his bare hands. He flashes back again to his sword fight with Koina. Even with real swords, he is still no match for her. As young Zoro falls in defeat, so does present-day Zoro, back to the bottom of the well. Koina tells Zoro that while she can beat him now, uh, when they are both grown, he will be able to beat her easily because of the natural growth of men and women. Zoro shuts it down quickly and makes her promise that she will not stop training and they will both strive to be the best swordsmen in the world. So that scene, I know Whitney kind of, you know, already talked about it a little bit. Um, I, I really liked the fight choreography. I seriously thought that was an awesome fight between the two of them. Uh, I, I was really, really enjoying it. Um, it was, (laughs) Queen's speech was not nearly as cringy in the live action as it was in the anime, uh, which, you know, that was fine. Um, I'm not sure that I fully like the actress as much as I wanted to I felt like she was kind of stiff and a little bit her words were kind of overactive does that make sense mm-hmm. like when you can tell somebody like in a school play <laughs> trying trying too hard yeah, yeah that makes sense 
just a smidge. It wasn't terrible, but I was mm -hmm. like, eh, okay. <laughs> I I got on a weird tangent and I was like, I saw her Instagram earlier because I saw, um, I think probably the Netflix um, social media account posted a picture of her and the kid who plays Zorro and the a kid who plays somebody else, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, like all together in like street clothes. And they all looked so cool. Um, like we're wearing like yeah. leather jackets and they just look like those kids that like you know lean up against brick walls and are like yeah know, I don't know they look like cool. advertised sketchers back in the 90s like. yeah and I think um I think she's like a a Broadway or like a stage actress or something so maybe that's mm. why she was oh. projecting a lot or something I can see that yeah that's interesting gotcha. I mean you I should mean learn how to do different things for different media and she but, probably yeah. will i mean she's young. yeah she's like yeah. i think she's probably like 13 or something right yeah I, I yeah i could definitely see that um it her speech was not nearly as cringy but it also didn't quite feel as emotional to me um like i mentioned like you needed it to be a little bit more cringy you think I, I don't necessarily <laughs> I don't think it was way, the, I don't think it was the cringe <laughs> um that that made the scene what it was for me in the in the anime honestly honestly I know I kind of talked about it earlier I think it was the not angry Kuina here because in the anime like I already mentioned she's angry at everybody she's because of the fact that she's a woman and she's trying like in the anime they go over the fact that her one thing they didn't even mention here is the sensei is her dad mm -hmm. and you know they show the fact that her dad is going to give the dojo to someone else because he knows that Kawina is going to grow up to be a woman of course and she, because of that she's not going to be good enough to take over the dojo it needs to go to a man so like she's got all of this <laughs> I know she's got all of this sitting on her shoulders and she's pissed and I get it. And she has a right to be pissed. And because of that, she's mad at everybody. She treats everybody like shit. Mm -hmm. And this speech that she gives here is a release of all of that. Because she hasn't said anything about any of it to anybody. Yeah. This release to Zoro is everything. All of that emotion coming off of her. And finally letting it, letting that out. Like, I don't know about, I don't know about you, but like I've had that before where I've had one thing or multiple things that are sitting there just bothering me and bothering me and bothering me and they keep bothering me until I let it out some way somehow and I don't even know how it's going to come out but it's going to fucking come out <laughs> yeah. and that's what this speech was and I didn't I didn't feel that here and I, like I said because I didn't feel the the buildup of emotion or tension in it because I didn't feel that anger or the the pain that she had mentally and, and emotionally through this through this flashback and you know it may maybe they just decided they didn't want to do all that in the in the anime or in the live action but you know you could still feel a little bit of emotion but it just it wasn't quite as much like in the anime it's one episode that queen is in basically and that one episode, I freaking love Koina, just based off of the one episode, just because of her attitude and the way she affects Zoro uh, through through his life. 
and and the connection that those two built, even though they're basically mad at each other all of the time, just their connection between the two and how they grew together makes Kawina one of my favorite, you know, one of my favorite characters that is a flashback only character. And so in this, in the live action, she's like my least flashback, fla- like my least favorite flashback character besides Makino. I'm still pissed about Makino. <laughs> yeah, I think the trend that I'm seeing now is that they just don't really give a shit about, and not that they don't give a shit, but they're just like, we're not worried about this because we have eight hours to do this. Ex- like, exactly. And 65 so episodes. Trading, so just trading like, a background Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, 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 you're you're good. Good. I'm done. Trading a background character's development for like Kobe, Helmeppo, and these other people that they've decided to bring front and center. But mm-hmm. that being said, I could have done with a little more female anger for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and all they would have had to do was when she's venting to Zoro, and my father wants to give this dojo to a man just because he mm-hmm. has a daughter instead of a son. True. Just that one line could have worked wonders for sure and maybe mm-hmm. could have contributed to the oh that sucks i hate this for her right mm-hmm. yeah because she didn't yeah sound, I can see that. um she didn't sound mad during mm-hmm. that she just sounded like kind of sad and kind of defeated, defeated. like you were it, saying exactly yeah, yeah. i think because yeah in the anime it's like all built up and pain and anger and here it just felt like straight defeat like <laughs> she was already down she didn't care anymore like and not like I said, you can still get emotion out of that. It's just not as as much emotion as something that's still sitting fresh and it's been brewing for a long period of time. Yeah, it's but, not as raw and like guttural that that makes you actually feel something for her. And, it's like, oh, that's sad. Versus like, ooh, I want to punch yeah. a wall for you. Like, yeah, like exactly. Like it, the anime really makes you dislike her dad because of all of that. Because of the fact mm-hmm. that he's essentially holding her back because she's we even see in a live action she's got a lot of talent as a swordsman mm-hmm. like she was it, it wasn't close she was easily beating Zoro. <laughs> you know yeah. the talent's all there so it sucks to see someone like her being held back because she's a girl that's bullshit sure. and that was one thing i forgot to mention earlier when we first see them fighting before they're even unmasked and I wondered, you know, we knew this backstory. We knew that it was going to be a Kuina, you know, oh, you're going to get bigger than me and it's not going to last for everything. But I can imagine for somebody not seeing the anime, how jarring it was to know, because you, when you first see this flashback, you know, it's going to be Zoro's because it goes from him in the well to this flashback and they're sword fighting mm-hmm. or fake sword fighting. You're like, oh, we're going to see like, he's always been this prodigy. And then all of a sudden you realize, oh, he got beat like somebody mm-hmm. beat him and so i can imagine that was pretty jarring for somebody who is not familiar with the anime mm-hmm. uh, which i thought was a pretty cool way to introduce that um and you know sometimes I'm, I'm glad i watched the anime but there's little things like that i'm like oh man i wish i wouldn't have known that that would have been so cool mm-hmm. to have that reveal right yeah absolutely um and that was most of my notes on all this i did have down that like all of these scenes with like Kuro walking through the hallways and dragging his knives all over the walls and shit. I fucking love that. Like it shins, it sends chills He's down your spot. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like, thought they did a great job like, with him. 
Like when he's like Miss Kaya, he's so fucking creepy. Oh yeah, <laughs> I wrote that down literally. Like, oh Miss Kaya, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Yikes. But anyway, Whitney, I'll let you go. <laughs> well, I talked a lot already about the Zorro, the flashback part, but. As far as this part with Kuro and he's actually going after Kaya and he's moving so slowly and we know that he can move faster, but that's what makes it creepy. And, you know, the theme music and the the lighting that Amanda mentioned and, and the fact that they're all closed in with nowhere to go. And he's, he starts to talk to Kaya, right. About like, this was the plan and this is, um, I've been waiting on this and you can't hide from me and all this other stuff. And then stabbing the walls with his finger knives Mm -hmm. that's that's a horror movie right i mean that's i feel like i've seen that in a horror movie or or two or three um but i just love that as a horror fan and it's not super scary horror but i love that they brought that into this episode along with the music and and like you said just that calm collected way he was talking to her like he had no thought in his mind that he was ever going to fail at this plan right Mm -hmm. because he's so he's been successful in the past with some really crazy complicated plans obviously everybody thought he was dead and he's been here for three long years setting this whole thing up Mm -hmm. and i just i love his like the sociopath of it all Mm -hmm. absolutely uh amanda what about you um i don't have too much else but um just on the like the the flashback i think i already covered everything and then um just how creepy kuro is but i liked how they got like real dramatic with the when they all like changed into their like cat outfits (laughs) because because they just like they looked so they looked silly but it was so dramatic at the same time because yes. I think Bucci looks a lot sillier than Sham does. Because she like, like she adds Batman. cat ears. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, like she just adds ears, and then she like drew a little nose. Yeah, she drew like a then, line on her face or whatever. Um, and don't you wish we a, could see those scenes though of them just getting know, like, getting ready? Let me draw. <laughs> yeah, and I think she like changed to shorts or something, and she took her sleeves off. Um, but she's got a bell around her neck that I noticed. This I did not I notice the it. bell. Like it's a That's little, adorable. it's a little thing with like a little, <laughs> like a cat would wear. <laughs> I love these guys. I will admit I like them better in the anime, but mm-hmm. I do like them as, as these little goon bad guys. I mean, that's just a funny gimmick to have. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, And then, I mean, you could tell it was going to happen, but Kaya coughing in the walls and alerting yeah he... i'm like can, can you just can somebody give her a lozenge or something like, <laughs> please just be quiet with the coughing <laughs> get her a little bit more blue tea just for now to calm it down yeah, and... <laughs> I know. yeah she needs some halls yeah get it because she's not in the hall and yeah and anyway yeah not sponsored all that stuff hall's friend of the show <laughs> If you want to sponsor <laughs> us for the winter cold season, yeah. come on, you come on the show, you cowards. <laughs> I like how Amanda and I are so like friendly, like, hey, come on the show. You know, we can we would love to have you here. And then Whitney's like, bitch. 
Thank you. Give me drops. Yeah. <laughs> I said this last time because I said it to somebody about somebody else before, but I stole that from New Rock Stars. They're always calling out um, Simu Lu. They're like, Simu Lu, you coward, come on the show. <laughs> yeah. For no reason. Like, he's never said anything to them or anything. They just, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. As the Marines walk off, <laughs> damn it, Whitney. As the Marines walk off of Kaya's premises, Kobe finally stands up to Helmeppo. But like all pieces of shit, Helmeppo is able to turn the situation around and make Kobe second guess himself. As Luffy slowly begins to wake up, he vomits the blue poison soup all over Helmeppo. Nami, Kaya, and Usopp arrive in her parents' bedroom to find the other cranks released to the security lockdown in the house. Unfortunately, the crank is uh, not only rusted, it's loud, and it's barely moving. So now Kuro knows right where they are. Zoro rises again at the bottom of the well as he continues to think about his past. The young Zoro waits for Koina by the lake. He hears that Koina has died in an accident. At her ceremony, Zoro asks permission to carry her sword, the Wado Ichimonji, with him as he continues to strive toward the goal they both shared. Their sensei agrees to let Zoro take the, the white-gripped blade with him on his journey toward his goal. Back in the present day, Zoro finally climbs out of the well, and Luffy tells Kobe everything about Kuro and that they need to go back. Helmeppo again refuses to listen and uh, Helmeppo again refuses to listen to anyone and threatens Luffy until Zoro appears to kick er, to, and knocks him out. So I am definitely going to defer to you both. But my uh, my one question is that it was my biggest question here, especially as this uh, scene with Helmeppo and Kobe and Zoro and Luffy happens because Luffy tells Kobe exactly what's going on. He's like, hey, the butler, we need to go back. How the fuck did Luffy know that? He's been unconscious the whole time. I like that's what I want to know. How did where did he get all those details? Because he was definitely passed out in the kitchen whenever they got in there, huh. and he wasn't in the cellar with Zoro and Usopp. Where did Luffy get those details? That that's my question. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe he could hear because I mean I guess sometimes even if you're un like like don't people in a coma hear things sometimes? Because they can. I'm just. He was like certain about it though. Like, so I get, really and that was kind point, of, because I never really, I didn't question that, but now I'm wondering, did I miss something? Yeah, no. And so, like, I, cause I thought about that too. I was like, well, maybe he was passed out. And, but like, like you said, you know, some people in a coma can like still hear you and stuff. But I feel like if he wakes up, he would second guess it a little bit, be like, did I dream that? Or you maybe know? like when he was coming out of the house and he heard, was Usopp still there when they brought him out of the house? No. Or had he, he already was, run off? He, I think he ran off as they were bringing him out of the house. And, but he was, Luffy was like confident on it. He's like, hey, we got to go back. Like there was no delay. And so that's, that was my thing. I was like, how did he know all of that? Well, do you think that's maybe weird. just him realizing he, he was out because of poison? He was like, oh, this isn't good. Maybe. And see, that was what I thought too, but he still had too much detail. 
like yeah. if he was poisoned, how did he know that that Clahador was a pirate? He wouldn't have known that if he right. was just poisoned. Because even if like even if he heard the the tail end of like right before they were gonna drag him out, mm-hmm. and he Kuro was like throw him in the well where the green haired guy is. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause even if he heard we got no indication that he was maybe awake and faking it, because usually if that's the case, they'll do something like, you know, he'll wink to Something's the camera eye. or something. Yeah. Or he'll yeah. or he'll move, you know, do a little something to let the audience know that he is awake and aware of what's going on and he's just pretending now, but that didn't happen. So I Yeah, and that also doesn't sound like Luffy. Like... No, he, that's too <laughs> he just much thought up. for him. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, he would have just, woke up. <laughs> he just started he, punching people. <laughs> because when he starts to wake up, he's like, neat. Yeah. <laughs> um, interesting. If, yeah. if we missed something, somebody let us know, but that's that's an interesting thing that I didn't even question. And I'm, I'm trying hard to think of what it could be. I that question hit me both times I watched it. The first time, right away, as soon as Luffy started getting details, I was like, "Wait, how does he know that?" Mm-hmm. And and then it hit me again when I heard him because, like, I watched it last Monday was the first time I watched it, and the second time I watched it was just today, so it was even over a week apart. I didn't remember the line. Like when it hit, it was literally a fresh thought the second time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Anyway, Amanda. What are your thoughts on all of this shit? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I I kind of forgot how long the flashback went on for, but similarly to the anime, it was very vague about what happened to Koina. It was just like, oh, suddenly she's dead. And I was so suspicious and I was thinking, I was like, she's alive. There's like she's faked her death. Something happened. I don't think that's the case because I she hasn't shown back up again. Um, okay, or has where, where we're we got to clarify where we're at in our review. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, she's thus far whatever wherever we're at ninety three. Is that where we 90, stopped? Yeah. Well, ninety two is our last episode. Ninety three will be the yeah, next one. I mean, I don't. <laughs> to my knowledge, she hasn't come back. So, um, I mean, I was hoping that that was the case because it was just so weird and like mysterious and like mm-hmm. nobody. Did they say she fell? So. In the in the live action, they just said she died in an accident. She had they, an like accident, they, yeah. In the anime, they're like, yeah, she fell down the stairs. Right, right, <laughs> and, right. Like, which I hate that because, like I yeah. said, she's one of my favorite characters in the flashback and like flashbacks, and I hate it that that's how she died by falling down the stairs. And yeah, that's just it's so suspicious. It's like what. <laughs> Like that was some fucking flight of stairs, but yeah. Zoro didn't die falling down the well. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> yeah, so I was I was really paying attention to attention to it on my second walk watch through like the details they gave to see if they mentioned that she fell down the stairs, and no, they just left it at there was an accident. They didn't say what. Happened. Yeah. So I mean, theorize if you like. Yeah. About that, but um, yeah, it was just a little I'm like, oh, that's it. Okay, I guess I guess that's done. Um, but I liked afterwards when he's finally able to get out and he sees Helmepo and he's just like, hey, haircut. Yeah, I know. I had that wrote down. That was great. Yeah, that was the quote of the episode. Um, It was. And I like that he can just like (laughs) effortlessly just punch a dude in the face and totally knocks him out. Yeah. Like he didn't even have any like force behind it. It didn't look like because he didn't didn't, like wind up and it was like a backhand too. Just (laughs) boom. Just 
totally laid out. Yeah, it was great. Whitney, hit it. Yeah, I mean, just pretty much the same. I really appreciated that Luffy went exorcist all over um Helmepo. That was pretty funny. <laughs> it was much needed. It was deserved. <laughs> I wasn't sure what was going to happen there, but I appreciated that. I liked it. Um, I think that the room that they finally go into in the mansion with the, all the parents stuff that she couldn't be around anymore could not have picked a creepier room, right? Yeah. I mean, all these horror movies and everything's covered with a white sheet and you never mm-hmm. know what's under there. Just totally cemented the horror vibes for me. Um, seeing Luffy and Kobe together again, even for this short amount of time, just made me so happy. I've never felt that in the anime one bit. I love that they're together now, just for a split second of time, even knowing that they're on total opposite ends of what they need to be doing right now or what they feel like they need to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really appreciated that. I also wrote down, hey, haircut. It was just the funniest. He he literally was fighting for his life five seconds ago, and he finds it in him to make that little dig, and I love it. Um, when they start walking away back to the mansion, though, I don't know if you went that far in your breakdown but uh i mean (laughs) the first sentence of my next like bit is luffy and zoro head back to the mansion so yeah (laughs) what's so funny about that to me is we've talked about how zoro has terrible sense of direction in the anime and just these little these little things and i don't know if they did it on purpose but he was like oh i thought this was the way to the mansion oh they absolutely did that on purpose right so they have to turn around and i remember watching this with my husband i was like so in the anime (laughs) he has like a really bad sense of direction and that's what that is that's what that joke is you you still have yet to see the worst of it like and actually if you think about it you can see the house from the well and he still walked in the opposite direction they literally got there yesterday and walked past the well to get there so like Yeah. yeah I mean, like, that, like half of lights he, that's all the way. Right. <laughs> yeah. He probably was literally looking at the house and walked in the opposite direction. It was like, oh, I thought I was going to the house. And I yeah. I know you think I'm exaggerating. Like, oh, that's that's, cool house. that's Zorro. <laughs> a lot of rich people around here. Yeah. Well, look, another big house. <laughs> yeah. He's just oh I love that line. I wrote it down too. It was great. Yeah. I don't know. Just those little things like that. I, I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I already mentioned it before. I really don't like Helmeppo in this episode. <laughs> it's on purpose, um, though. He's supposed to be a fucking the point, though, right? I know. Yeah, I mean, it is. It It's absolutely true. And it's kind of funny because I was thinking back to the, to our review when we had Matt on, when we reviewed the first episode of the live action. And I said... Helmeppo does not feel assholey enough. Like he feels much worse in the anime than he does in the live action. I've changed my mind. <laughs> like I think it, I think live action Helmeppo is worse than anime Helmeppo because this he was just pissing me off this entire like when episode. He, when he gets away from people he's afraid of, like when he's mm-hmm. away from his dad, the protection of the Marines before he became a cadet, mm-hmm. and now he's away from Garp, who he's terrified of he brings it out like mm-hmm. that's his showtime is to bring it out because he feels superior to kobe like he's the one that's supposed to be in charge mm-hmm. yeah that's he's just like joffrey i feel like he, he's the he same is. he does the same stupid shit oh yes so that's a fault. really yeah you 
that's a really good uh, comparison Absolutely. there. Um, and I'm I'm not sure why he can. Don't get me wrong. I get that, you know, especially someone like Helmeppo that was like essentially spoiled so much by his parents and was, you know, a as a kid and growing up and treated differently because of his father's status and all this stuff that he is at the point where he refuses to think that his dad could do any wrong, but he's, he continues to quote his father and tries to do everything the, his father's way when literally his father's way has him locked up in prison right now because it's the wrong way. Mm -hmm. So like, why are you, why are you trying to follow someone that's literally in prison for doing things wrong? It's it's easily the wrong path. Like you already see where it and where it gets you going that direction. Because he was um, living a good life when his dad was in charge. Exactly. Because I think uh, what was the quote that he he said he was like, uh, my dad always said that a dead marine or that a dead pirate weighs the same as a live one. Mm. And it's like, no, <laughs> that kind of talking is exactly what got your dad in prison. Mm -hmm. I wonder if um, he's trying to like still impress his dad in some way, even though he's it, in prison. I don't know how like the word will get back to him, but yeah, and it might be. It part of me, honestly, I kind of feel like Garp is being a little bit too soft on how Mapo and Kobe. Like I listening listening to it because like, and I, I know I'm. Com that's what I'm here for. I'm here to compare the anime to the live action, damn it. <laughs> um, in the live action, or in the anime, Garp does not put up with that shit very long. Like, he knocks that sh that mindset out of Helmeppo fast. Um, you know, they he puts Helmeppo and, and Kobe through a ton, a ton of training and bullshit chores, working 20-hour days, like basically has them working ragged they don't have enough energy to think let alone get in massive arguments like this you know and not only that just being thrown in the ring with other marines and stuff like that like they're getting their ass whooped on a consistent basis they're getting the shit literally kicked out of them like all of this mental bullshit that helmeppo is going through literally got beat out of him in the in the anime and so like we haven't seen that side of garp yet be like look if you want to be a good Marine, you got to get over all that bullshit. You know, you've got to, you've got to realize that's not your life anymore. This is your life. I'm trying to teach you a good, to be a good Marine. And until you drop all that shit, it's not going to happen. So like, I'm hoping that we see that through the live action. Like I'm waiting for that moment because it did not take Helmepo long to get that moment in the anime. He's been with Garp for, he was in two episodes at about a half an episode a piece. So basically one episode and he was through it. Mm -hmm. Um and that's well, again and a 15 so far, They haven't had a lot of training yet because mm -hmm. Garp is just so hyper focused on going after Luffy at this point. So he's very much using Kobe and he's very like I've talked about this before. What are his intentions with Kobe? What is he doing? Mm -hmm. Is he using him or is he molding him and shaping him into something important which would make him in to, in my eyes a, a decent person even though he's going after our hero here but um if he's using him it's more shady right 
So maybe if we see more of that training, I mean, wherever it goes from here, that may still happen. Mm-hmm. I would like to see it. I, I really yeah. would. Because sure. like we you haven't said. Gotten much of them alone. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like. all been like, hyper-focused on this journey. Yeah. Yeah. So they've kind of like been integrated into the story as opposed to having their own side story, like yeah. away from sure. the gang. And like Whitney was saying, Helmeppo has yet to have that arc, that that personality switch, that you know, that light going off in his head and and stuff. You know, we have yet to see that arc happen. He's still exactly where he was before. It's just he's doing it wearing different clothes now. Um, and you know, and and even one of the quotes I wrote down was because. Helmeppo was going to shoot Luffy, which, by the way, wouldn't have worked. Rubber, um, but, and I don't. But he, I'll give Helmeppo that. I don't think he's actually seen the bullets bounce off of Luffy like yeah, that. Yeah, I wonder so, has he seen him use his powers a whole lot? I I know he's definitely seen him use his powers, but I don't think like that. Not with the bullet. Yeah, um, but he was going to shoot Luffy, and Kobe was like, "Hey, don't." Garp gave us strict orders. And Helmeppo's like, no, he gave you strict orders. Mm-hmm. And that was another line that pissed me off. Like, he put Kobe in charge here. Kobe's orders are your orders. <laughs> what do you think's gonna happen when you come back with a dead Luffy when that's what he told you not to do? Yeah, Garp would be pissed. Yeah, he'd probably like, kill him. Yeah, he probably would. For reasons we find out later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but anyway, I yeah, just that whole thing with Helmeppo really pissed me off in this episode. Um, so moving on to my next note was going into the parents' bedroom. It was really interesting to me that throughout this whole walk through the walls and freaking out, Kaya is going through so much mental turmoil right now, like thinking about all of the, you know, the past three years that Kuro has been there taking care of her as and poisoning her the whole time. And all of it was just an act. And now he's the the guy that basic that almost raised her is now trying to kill her. And that was his intent the whole time. It was all bullshit. And she's like sitting here with all of that running through her head. Who's the one that's there for? Nami. <laughs> Nami was the one that was like, hey. It's not your fault. This could have happened to anyone. They played this well. She was the one that was trying to calm Kaya down. And it made me think about their conversation last week. Like we kind of talked about uh, uh, in episode three that Nami and Kaya were connecting on like an emotional level. And it was interesting to me that that Nami was the one calming Kaya down and being there for her in such a rough time instead of Usopp, who's apparently her best friend over the se- the last several years. Because Usopp wasn't saying anything. He he actually literally was doing nothing. He was just kind of there at this point. Like if you I went because I went back and watched maybe, it. I was like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's still like, she slapped me. She's mad at me. I yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was like looking back on it. I'm like, from the point that Nami walks into the room, 
I what I was like just paying attention to Usopp. He the only thing he probably did is show them where the service entrance was, or to the entrance to get into the servants' hallway. And after that, he didn't do anything. Well, he was trying to open the spinny thing. That was the one thing he did. I was like, okay, because I was even gonna flip out if he didn't do that. I was like, did he not help with that fucking crank? <laughs> And that was the only thing he did. He helped with the crank, and that was it. I was like, what the... Yeah, he did literally nothing besides helping with the crank. And, and this whole section of his best friend going through all this shit and all this mm -hmm. mental stuff. He was not being there for her at all. So that was really frustrating to me. But... I wonder if they were also trying to... I'm just trying to be yeah. an ass and... <laughs> because they made that connection last week with or you know whatever last episode with nami mm -hmm. and so they're taking it back there and then I, there was another thing that happened with them that i liked um a little bit later on i don't know if we got to that part yet but anyway like they're hiding and then they're both like under the table mm -hmm. and nami's like don't like don't go out there mm -hmm. but uh kaya's like no i'm stronger than you think i can do this and then yeah. she's like okay you're gonna do it then let's do it together and they both go out which i nice. love that so i feel like they're kind of trying to I, I wondered almost if they were trying to just establish relationships with other of them and kaya just so that at the end when she gives them the ship it's not such a weird thing but then on the other hand that doesn't happen with anyone else so she doesn't like really form a bond with um Zoro or Luffy yeah. necessarily so I don't know they might have just wanted to throw in some more and make Usopp power. seem like the little shit he is I it's like this Usopp I will defend <laughs> this Usopp <laughs> they wanted more girl time that's fine that's what they did here I'm okay with it all I'm saying is Usopp didn't do shit <laughs> uh, okay Luffy and Zoro head back toward the mansion. Kobe finally grows a set of balls and tries to place them under arrest. While Luffy understands the situation Kobe is in, all he cares about is getting back to help his friends, and it's clear he is not going to let Kobe get in the way of that. Back in the mansion, Kuro arrives in the parents' bedroom as the three hide. Kuro slowly begins stabbing random shit while screaming how pathetic Kaya is. Zoro and Luffy finally enter the mansion, they split up to search for the others. Nami and Kaya burst out from under the desk together, but Kuro quickly shows that they are no match for him. Usopp tries his slingshot, but Kuro catches the bead easily. Zoro comes to er Zoro comes across Sham and Bucci and begins to fight with both of them. As Kuro and er, as Kuro is about to stab Kaya, Luffy arrives and stops him. He's proving to be too fast for Luffy's punches. Since he can't see Kuro, Luffy, uh, Luffy listens. As soon as Kuro takes a step, Luffy is, uh, punches him from around a column. Kuro gets frustrated, loses all composure, allowing Luffy to get the upper hand and send him flying out of the house. Meanwhile, Zoro was able to take out Sham and Bucci. Commander, we'll go back to you as what um, do you think with all the like the wrap-up and the fighting and everything like that i liked the fights i liked both of them um i really enjoyed the triple cat zoro fight <laughs> yeah i really um, liked that one I, I thought that they did it well where like both of them had a, an equal amount of time fighting zoro and they they kind of like at least to me it seemed like they both bochi and sham were 
moving cat-like a little bit like she would kind of jump mm-hmm. way up the stairs and then even the way that she fell down the stairs was kind of like cat-like <laughs> like she kind of got up pretty quick like they mm-hmm. all land on their feet or whatever um and the same kind of thing as i said before like i felt like they were pretty close up with their faces when they were shooting the fights um so again whatever stunt work was done there i think they did a good job mm-hmm. um and then i think like the the kuro fight was a little bit less intense because it was still creepy but it was like less because he wasn't really fighting people he was just kind of like running around the room and scaring With everybody running around mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and then you know once luffy got there then he was kind of like luffy was like what do i how do i fight this guy and so then we get the listening um which was another that was a good use of his other skills i guess because he figured out pretty quickly that he couldn't catch him mm-hmm. as easily as he thought um and yeah i mean i guess i don't know if i loved the the headbutt out of the house it was fine i think but i think maybe like when maybe it was just like when he shoots his head all the way back and then they give us that shot of his head upside down i don't know maybe i just didn't like the way that his neck was bending that's very creepy (laughs) yeah but either way yeah because he finishes him off with a headbutt in the anime too yeah yeah that's true Mm-hmm. And that's the first one we've seen, right? Is that the first bell? Yeah. I think so. In the live action? Yeah. Yeah. I like that one. That one and Gatling <laughs> are my favorite from the anime. Gatling <laughs> is the one with the multiple, like, boom, 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 oh, punches. Yeah. Right. Have we, oh, have we seen, we haven't seen that yet in the live action, have mm-hmm. we? No. Okay. I know we saw, I know we saw it in the trailer. Um. Anyway, okay. Whitney, what about you? Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, I thought the fights were really good. Amanda made good points about the Kuro fight. It was very much like we knew that Luffy was going to get past Kuro somehow, but how was he going to do it? Um, so that was an interesting way uh, for him to use his listening skills. And what was so funny to me is the first time he landed a punch on Kuro, the shock mm-hmm. in Kuro's face, like his hair got disheveled and he just looks like just he wasn't expecting to get hit because I doubt he's been hit in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Because it was like that at the anime too. I loved it. I thought they pulled yeah. that, that shocked face off. Great. Yeah. The, the fighting was great and all that. I don't really have much to say about it, but what I, I I'm not going to say I loved it because I hated it, but in a good way was just the complete distaste I have for this man, Kuro, after the way he spoke to Kaya the things he was saying, like she wasted her life and he did everything for her. And he just wanted to, I can't remember what he said, like wring her neck or something. Like he just wanted to, it was just so devastating because you can see it in her face that like this girl has no one. And the one person that she thought actually cared for her and took care of her and was not poisoning her for three years is talking to her. Like he just could not hate anyone more. Mm-hmm. yeah and that was really cruel because it was, it was all so like really cool. personal stuff it was like um i'm cold or can you bring me my blanket or like i miss my parents like that's really upsetting yeah. and like something to if you make fun of somebody for that that's horrible like mm-hmm. and exactly. she's sick too he made her sick he but. lost her parents 
she's a child. I mean, but he's Kuro and that's why I love him so much as a villain because I know he's not big in most people's, you know, One Piece fans top villain tier or whatever, but like he's so different in that way because he's such, he's not just an asshole like Buggy. He's not just like a tool who cares about power. Like uh, what's his face with all the guns that Derek Krieg. has. Uh, Krieg. Von Krieg. He's, <laughs> he's demented. That fuck. Anyway, he continue. has, <laughs> he has no empathy for anyone. Um, and I believe, was this where he mentioned that he had killed his crews before and it was just like he, it was nothing he had killed yeah. crewmates before yeah and this is what really sets luffy off right because luffy wasn't angry he was worried about his friends but then he's like nobody that does that is a real pirate mm-hmm. um and and we see angry luffy which i love angry luffy um but i just thought that was so unnecessarily cruel but necessary for the show because yeah he's a bad person like he's a very very bad person who i wanted to see defeated um you know i didn't feel that way about buggy i knew that buggy was a an antagonist mm-hmm. um but i didn't feel and i felt like yeah he was cruel he locked up people he did really bad things but like he had a comedy it, side to him He's like a nuisance villain. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not trying to downplay what he did. If that had happened in real life, that would be awful and devastating. But like, it just was a different thing. I mean, he cared about things that Kuro doesn't care about, like his show and um, making it look good and and self-preservation and preservation of his crew. And Mm -hmm. Kuro does not care about preservation of anyone but himself. Um. And I don't know. I just, like you said, it was cruel. It made me feel really bad for Kaya. And I never really felt that bad for her in the anime. Um, Her character is so well done in the live action because she's more grounded and adult. Like back when she told Usopp, she's like, I knew you were telling me bullshit and I entertained you because it made me feel better. Mm -hmm. But this is ridiculous. You can't, you can't try to turn people against me. And that was before she knew that he was telling the truth. Yeah. Um, so I appreciated that about her, but just really, really felt so bad for her in that point. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the the scene with like Kuro's little speech about, you know, Kaya whining all the time. And I and I like my note is literally Kuro is bitching about Kaya's bitching, but half of it is literally because he was poisoning her poisoning her yeah (laughs) like oh i don't feel well oh i need some tea oh my soup is cold like all it's if you want to stop bitching about not feeling well then stop fucking poisoning her (laughs) yeah yeah like Like her parents are dead well you did that too (laughs) yeah. yeah well oh you're not gonna stop poisoning her then stop complaining like it's all it's your doing <laughs> like <laughs> like that was the stupid like i don't i completely that agree with so that, is, that is dumb <laughs> yeah. he doesn't he does not think that way as a sociopath psychopath he doesn't think that way all he thinks about is his personal gain and how everything is a nuisance for him and mm-hmm. nothing he has done is wrong it's all about his preservation and his moving up in the world and his goals. That's it. Yeah. And I feel like that's what makes him such a worse person than all these other people we've seen. 
Mm-hmm. He's just a bad, bad human. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it. I was like, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I felt, I, I still felt bad for Kaya. Like, you know, because none of it was Kaya's fault. Like, she's been completely taken advantage of, and yeah. she didn't even know it. And by someone that was basically the only family member she had left. And this is how it turns out. Like, I feel awful, awful for Kaya, especially through that speech. But his speech was full of just such bullshit. Um, And then a little bit later, he gives another speech to Luffy about why it sucked to be a pirate because uh, he had a massive target on his back from the Marines and everybody else and everybody wanted to kill him. And and even his yeah, he's the victim. And even, you know, he was just tired of it and even his own crew. And I started thinking about it. And I was like, Kuro... This is going to sound really stupid because I'm, and I, I even kind of think it sounds dumb because I've never really thought of about it about this way, but it's very fitting. He lacks confidence. The man with a thousand plans that always work lacks confidence in himself. And maybe that's part of it. Maybe he feels like if he doesn't plan things and he has to fight someone at the seat of his pants, you know, or whatever, like out of the blue, maybe he feels like without planning it, he can't do it. But He's worried about Marines just being at his back. Why? Because he's afraid he can't handle them. You don't ever see Luffy worried about Marines being behind him or whatever. Why? Because Luffy knows if they step up to him, he's going to kick their ass. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with everyone. Luffy is not worried about shit because Luffy's got all the confidence in the world in himself. And it's not just Luffy. It's a ton. I could name a ton of pirates that are like that, that have massive bounties that Kuro could not even comprehend that everyone would be all over trying to get a hold of them and they don't care because they know if someone tries that person is going to die and that's not Kuro and so like it it was like clicking for me a little bit I was like this guy he has no confidence in his ability to fight without planning first right and so that that was pretty interesting to me um I, I really did uh, like a lot of the scenes with Kuro in this episode, but the fight was also a little bit of a letdown. Like, it kind of felt too easy for me. Um, and it was kind of funny because I was thinking with the Shame and Bucci fight, I was like, this fight almost feels like Zoro's struggling a little bit here. Like, it feels like it's being drawn out, drawn out longer than it should. Then I started thinking about it. I was like, he kind of struggled a little bit with it in the anime, too. So I guess that is kind of fitting. Like, yeah. I really liked it. There were way more uh, of them then, though. <laughs> huh? There were way more Black Cat Pirates in the there anime. There was a lot more in the anime. <laughs> um, I was not a huge fan of Luffy listening to hear where Kuro was at. Um, In the... In the anime, it was an instinct-based thing, you know. And I Doesn't like. Does he just get all cut to shit though in the anime while he's fighting? He gets cut like two times. Like, I think I think it's two, maybe three times. Not not too terribly much. Mm-hmm. Um, but and it's like, and it was kind of like here where he was just sitting there and waiting, and Kerr would run by and slash him. It was exactly like that. And so they did that part well but it's just in 
in the anime, Luffy was throwing punches and missing. Luffy did not miss in the, or sorry, in the live action, Luffy was throwing punches and missing. Luffy did not miss in the anime. Even when he was doing his pussyfooting around and flying all over the place, Luffy would sit there and just wait for the right moment and boom, and just knock Kuro on his ass. It was an in, it was an instinct based thing. He didn't actually see him, he didn't hear him. He just knew he was going to be there, and he do trusted we know his instincts. That he didn't hear him. <laughs> yes, we do. It was okay. the yeah because they mentioned that it was an instinct thing, um, and he did it again with Mister Three later with uh, Baroque Works. Remember when Mister Three had all of the clones, all of the clay clones, and Luffy just punched mm. the right one. Oh yeah, that didn't that didn't make sense to me though. I'm like, how did he figure that out? That yeah, was... instinct. It doesn't make sense though. I mean, <laughs> the hearing thing makes more sense than in th- in that situation. That was like so out of the fucking blue. Um, he just was able to pick that one out. That that one. Yeah, it was just clear. instinct, and that's that's why I like it because it's like to be what Luffy's goal is, uh, and to be king of the pirates, to be a great captain, he's gonna need instincts to get him out of tough tough situations. And so I like that, that they build his instincts early to show he's got the shit. He's got the mental capacity and the gut to do this. And so the the listening thing, while it was cool, and I like it, I like when people sit and are patient. It just, at that point, I would have preferred the instinct than I than I did the the listening. And maybe that's, and that's just coming from someone that's seen the anime. How do you show anime. that, though? I don't know how you show that. I mean, they did in the anime. Because I clearly did not get that like, <laughs> the other fucking times that that happened. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean. Because they could have, I mean, if they wanted to do it that way, I guess they could just say, they could just have somebody ask him, how'd you do that? Oh, it was instinct. Yeah, I mean, he just said, I don't know. I just punched where I wanted to. <laughs> you know, something, I, yeah, they could have done something like that. And maybe, maybe it's just the fact that I'm used to the instinct thing with the anime. If if I wouldn't have done that, I probably would have liked the listening thing a whole lot more. So that's just the anime side coming out of me. Um, We did not get a background on Kuro, which I thought was interesting. And it, it, it wasn't a long one in the anime. It was just kind of explaining the history of of him and running from the Marines constantly and being tired of looking over his shoulder. Um, So he kind of explained it a little bit, but then it also shows how uh, the, the flashback in the anime also shows how Kuro mastermind this whole thing to go to become a, a fake Butler and get this girl's fortune and how he got the Marines to get off his back by faking his death and making Captain Morgan think that he caught Kuro and all that stuff. So and it, not giving that flashback kind of, it felt like it kind of took away the the thousand plans part of Kuro uh, a little bit. But it, I also felt like it took away from Captain Morgan a little bit too. Um, just because that was that was the build up to Captain Morgan's storyline. That's how he got to to be where he is, which it was on a bunch of bullshit. Pearl allowed himself in quotations to get to get captured. So Captain Morgan got where he is on lies that Kuro planned out. 
And so we didn't really see that here. And I just so wonder I, if that would have been too much flashback for this episode. It might have been. Yeah. Yeah. It, it absolutely might have been. Or like would have um, felt disjointed or or out of place. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's something that they'll talk about in the future or something. If he yeah. if he comes back, because I mean, we know he's not dead. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we saw him rowing away from the away from the island. And were his gloves laying there in the boat with him? Did you all notice that? I, I didn't notice it, no. I didn't notice. I thought I saw it, but I'll have to go back and look. But I thought I hmm. saw them laying in the boat. Gotcha. Interesting. I didn't, yeah, I didn't I guess notice. you can't really row with those on, right? Yeah. No, I mean. Yeah, you'd have to. <laughs> yeah. With your arms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's so that, ridiculous. I hate that nobody saw that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all like rowing. Like we're raising the roof back in the 90s. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Okay. That's what the TikTok's for. <laughs> uh, Kaya gives the Straw Hats her boat as a thank you gift. Luffy decides to name the boat the Going Mary. Luffy extends an invite to Usopp to join them on their journey to the Grand Line. While he is struggling with the decision to leave Kaya, she makes it clear that she needs to be alone for a while after everything that has happened over the last several years. Kaya decides that instead of running the shipyard, she is going to study to become a doctor. As the crew departs from Syrup Village, where the fuck did we? Okay. <laughs> Whitney like ducked out of frame there. I was like, what the fuck just happened here? <laughs> It's her oh, favorite yeah. line ever. It's her favorite line in the series besides the one about farting. I was going to say, what about the one about farting? Uh, Luffy claims his seat on the sheep's head at the front of the boat. While Kobe apologizes to Garp for failing on his mission, Garp sees the going Mary departing from the island. Back on the Mary, Nami laughs as Luffy and Usopp argue about who the captain is, but the moment is ruined as they are fired upon by the Marines. Luffy looks through the spyglass to see it is Vice Admiral Gart firing at them, and he says out loud, Grandpa. Grandpa? Grandpa? Yeah, yeah, it was Grandpa. Yeah, it was a question. (laughs) So, first I'm going to ask this question, and then I'm going to let y'all go so you can talk about this uh, drop here, as well as what you thought about the wrap-up on this episode. Vice Admiral Garp is Luffy's grandpa. Did anybody oh, see that coming? <laughs> no. We, I mean, if it, I'm sure that's a story point much later because we haven't gotten there. So it certainly oh, didn't happen at this point in the story. It is, it is not dropped in the anime until episode 314. Whoa. Like, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Wild. A, I wonder why they made that choice. I don't know. I'm just curious about So, as soon as I saw Garp was going to be a big part of, of this was this spoiler is one of the easiest spoilers to come across in One Piece because all you have to do is Google Garp and it pops up Monkey D Garp. And it's like, oh, oh. shit. <laughs> His name is Monkey D Garp. It, yep. Just like That's Monkey funny. D Loopy. Um, <laughs> Hilarious. So it's like it's a super easy spoiler to get. Um, but it's and so as soon as I saw that Garp was gonna be a bigger part of the live action, I was like, I bet they're gonna bring the grandpa thing into it. I was like, I bet hmm. that's gonna be a spoiler. Yeah. So episode 314, I actually looked it up to see where that happens. I knew it was a long time before that was dropped. Yeah. And... Were you surprised that they did this, Derek? Uh in the live action? Yeah. Not not really. 
if it if you would have asked me if there was going to be one spoiler I thought would happen in in the first season of the live action, it was that one. What's another one you thought would happen? Uh, I, I'm just going to leave that there. Wait, are you really, <laughs> I was like, is he really going to tell us? Hold on. Yeah, I'm just no, going to leave that there. That. No, I won't. Um, like all I remember for, about Garp in the anime is his cute little doggy hat and the fact that he ate a lot of was it donuts or something. Uh huh. And he just seemed like such a silly character. And kind of makes so, sense now, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. It does now. Like but kind like, of like a like a tough badass, but also has a silly side that lines up pretty well. Yeah, it, it all makes so much more sense because I'm 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 questioning myself every week. Like, what is his deal with Luffy? Like, why this kid doesn't even have a wanted poster? He's you know small potatoes he's only fought in like two or three people so far i mean granted the marines were one of those but like is it really that big of a deal like what is going on and why is he dealing with kobe so much it makes sense now um mm-hmm. why he's going after him now what is his intent if he captures captures him i don't know but it makes a lot more sense why he's being so a little kooky because I remember I mentioned before when he was angry and then he's like this maniacal laughter. I was like, oh, he's lost it. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Yeah. Why is this so important to him? And I mean, there it is. Grandpa. Yeah. So it's kind of so in in the anime, it's episode 68 and 69 are the first two episodes where we meet uh, Garp. And in those episodes is where Kobe and Helmepo meet him as well. And then you know the training happens and stuff like that and in episode 69 is when garp finds out that kobe knows luffy nice and if you go back and watch that moment oh i i would encourage you to go back and watch those episodes now that you know that garp is luffy's grandpa and just re-examine it re-examine the introduction of garp knowing that he's luffy's grandpa because like if you Whenever Kobe mentions Luffy, if you watch, you just see a slight grin on Garp's face. <laughs> and like you start paying attention to the way Garp talks about Luffy and his reactions to the way people talk about him. It's it's really interesting to to look at it from a different light, knowing that, you know, he's talking about his grandson. <laughs> That's crazy. So what uh what did you think about the rest of the wrap up on on this episode i liked it um (laughs) either one i don't yeah either one (laughs) uh i was so happy that we got the naming of the ship but i was sad that mary wasn't actually there because i remember exactly how his voice (laughs) sounds when he gives it or when he's like presenting it to them because he he just had such a jolly like sesame street kind of voice i feel like Mm -hmm. He was like, here it is, the going Mary. But now he's not there. And that, that was a was... great impression. I loved it. <laughs> Sadly, he was not there. He actually died. Um <laughs> and I I was fine with the little addition of the Usopp Kaya kiss there. I thought it was fine. I, yeah, I don't know if I people had a problem with it or not, but I mean I thought it it didn't seem out of place to me no, i didn't mind it um so i thought it was fine i was glad that they kept the doctor thing in there <laughs> yeah that was funny they did it so much better um, they did it so much better. yeah i'm so glad because i was like is she gonna do it is she gonna say it 
but I can't remember how she said it. I might study to become a doctor, which mm-hmm. was so much better than I'm going to be a doctor. Yeah, because she <laughs> had like no. There. Yeah, because this at least she like prefaced it with saying like the shipyard was my parents thing. I need to kind of figure my mm-hmm. own thing out and like, you know, and it seems like she's rich. And so if she I kind of took it as maybe she won't run the shipyard and maybe she'll sell it or she'll sell portion of ownership or something and then she'll use the money to go to school that would make whatever sense. Mm-hmm. um and then i was so excited when i heard that music because they did the orchestral version of we are and i was so happy i was like so it's nice. the song wait what they did <laughs> are you, you kidding i didn't even They're notice really it all- just it's so i i like cried when it happened i was like this is beautiful because i I like really the whole thing but it was like it was a little short you just need you need to go watch it i'm gonna have to go back and watch it again yeah because it was right when they um sailed away and it was like just for a little bit before i think nami's like looking at a map and so like it cuts off when they go zoom closely on nami back on the ship or the boat Hmm. And then Damn it, it. kind of like goes to a little bit more um, of the show's kind of piratey theme. Gotcha. But it's, it, it, it's really it nice because it's like the full <laughs> shot. It's like a wide shot of the ocean and the sun and the ship Beautiful. boat. I keep saying ship, it's a boat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was so nice. I was like, oh my God, they did the song. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> yeah. And then again, like I, I think I've said this before, but I really like when they did. Um, like the split screen reaction of them mm-hmm. at the end when they were like, Grandpa, what? Yeah. Um, oh, and then like before that, the the Jolly Roger scene was funny. I'm like, when did he sew that? When did he have he he already had it done? Yeah, he, <laughs> so he was just waiting for the moment. Yeah, because he I, I had to like remind myself that he had been on that boat before because he was cleaning it. And it seemed like he worked on it regular regularly because he like he pulled out this like bucket of popcorn from the broom closet and just started eating it. And I was like, what? Why is that there? Why does he know that it's there? But I'm assuming it's because he was working on the sh- yeah. The I'm sure Means he wasn't there. working either. He was eating, he eating fucking popcorn. Yeah, he put <laughs> yeah. it there for snacking. Yeah, so that was his like secret snack stash that he yeah. went up and got. Yeah. He is between like, he- shit cleaning. Shit. Yes. I was like, he he sewed that whole flag <laughs> already. He probably made it while he was working on the ship. Yeah. That's probably sure what he was doing. Yeah. Just so he no. could wait till everybody left and he would hang it up and be like, yeah, yeah right. Captain, and then I'm going to play, pretend. At least he can sew. Yeah. yeah That's a helpful home. skill. <laughs> sure. it's, it's I can't sew. I mean, I can't either. Yeah. yeah no. Whitney, what about you? I mean, yeah, pretty much the same. I mean, I kind of chimed in over top of you guys there, yeah. but um, the the one thing that stuck with me there at the end when they um, when they say they're going to name it the Going Mary, have you guys seen that reaction of it's Leonardo DiCaprio from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? He's like when he, when he points at the TV, like, Ooh, oh yeah, you know they said the thing or whatever. And mm-hmm. I love watching a TV show or a movie where they say the title. Mm-hmm. of something in the movie and it was funny because we were watching it i was watching it with my husband and he, he said i'm gonna name it the going mayor he goes oh he said the thing which is funny <laughs> because that's our podcast not the show's name yeah, yeah. 
but I appreciated that and, and thought that was really cute and funny. And I was like, Ooh, yeah, they said our name. How about that? Um, yeah. And then I guess like for anybody, what, why I freaked out about that music earlier, if you haven't watched the anime, that's like one of the theme songs to the show. It's yeah. It's like the theme like the, song. The first, it's the first, the first one. one. Yeah. yeah. And it's got lyrics and stuff, but I really like the way it sounded here, mm-hmm. even though it was kind of short. It was enough mm-hmm. to kind of they have the watch full, they know. Um the full version of it is on Spotify. So go listen to it. It's really yeah, nice. Yeah, for sure. I love a good instrumental soundtrack. Um, I was obsessed with Lord of the Rings when I was younger. Still like it a lot, but like That's I owned nice. every soundtrack and I listened yeah. to it a lot to where I, I can had... every note. I knew every elvish word to every elvish song. Nice. I had that cd in my car and i had the pirates of the caribbean soundtrack oh, that cd also right there was <laughs> oh, this the pirates of the caribbean that's the best soundtrack it's, good it's soundtrack. so good and there was a there was a time when i was in high school which was a long time ago but i love watching marching bands i just think it's so impressive what they do and i was never in the band really wish i had been but I remember that there was a rival school of ours that had a top-notch, amazing band. And ours was good, too, but they were always really good competition. And they did a Pirates of the Caribbean show one year, and I could not get enough of it. Like, somebody had posted, or not posted a video, it was before Facebook, but, like, sent a video or something to somebody I knew in the band, and I would just watch it over and over. And I would go to the games and go to their band competitions. There's just something, it gives me chills, like a good soundtrack. Mm-hmm like this and they've they've really stuck the landing like the kuro the creepy i don't even know what instrument that is like some strings or trumpets that are like off key when he was going after them in the mansion mm-hmm. um the the little pirate jaunts that they do and i don't know they've done a great job yeah, yeah. they i forgot to mention that earlier but now that you were talking about kuro again um the when it was him and luffy fighting they kind of like mashed their both of their themes together mm. and then when once luffy was winning it like turned more into luffy's theme music oh okay cool I like that. that is cool yeah yeah have either one of you heard the song online by brad paisley no okay it's person, sorry. It, it's <laughs> so it's a joke of a song like it's the lyrics on it are really funny um yeah it's just a goofy song we'll but like it up the last 45 seconds of it is a marching band Mm. and it is like the catchiest shit like you get the drum line going i'm sitting there in the car just like you know what i I had this on like my spotify for a while the um from falcon and winter soldier when they did the marching band version of yes what is that song the captain america song yeah (laughs) but uh, that was so cool i loved that one i love a fucking drum line do you remember I can the do this all day line yeah with, uh what's his face nick cannon no it's so good like it's about him in a marching band and he's on the drum line there was that was my favorite part of watching the the marching bands was the drum line the one where there's like multiple drums in front of you it's the quints or something like that i just mm-hmm. think those are so cool to watch like i want to yeah, learn it now impressive. like when i'm almost 40 years old i'm gonna learn how to play percussion i'm gonna do it do it do yeah it. you should do it i'm going to 
<laughs> um, let's see. So last week when we finished up the episode, I went on a huge exciting rant about how crazy this was going to be that the Marines were here and they were going to throw a huge wrench in everything and it was going to be freaking awesome. Honestly, they had no impact on this episode at all. Like it was like the basic, the base plot of this arc and this location, it, nothing they did mattered at all. <laughs> and I was like, Shit, I got all hyped up for no damn reason. <laughs> what? So I was, I thought that was pretty funny. I was like, damn it. I just looked way too much into it. You know, I thought that, I thought that authority figures being there, they might actually authoritize, but I was wrong. Authoritize? Yeah. <laughs> um, and the whole scene about like Usopp saying he's going to be captain. It just pissed me off. I was like, "It was funny." Fuck. I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> well, I was I like, "Damn it!" It was nice that they were all laughing, though. That was a cute little the, bonding moment. Like the the fact that they were all laughing, yeah, it was nice. But it was just like you are full such so much shit. I felt like it was less. He was. I mean, he did mean it, but I feel like it was less serious than it is in the anime because he's like real serious about oh, it see, i felt like he was more serious about it here i thought i thought well, maybe it was just because he was laughing more because i feel like when he says that stuff no, in the he anime, was completely he laugh he was completely straight-faced here was he maybe, yeah yeah maybe i just didn't he was like, bring it he's like he's know. like we both know i'm the captain like just completely serious and maybe he's like just the actor because i feel like the actor is yeah. always like maybe i feel like the way that he just speaks in general sounds like He's joking. Yeah, <laughs> I he, don't know. Well, and I this think was... there's no danger right now. Like they're still yeah. right outside the island. They've just defeated. Well, Luffy and Zoro have just defeated. He's um, not going to do anything, even if there is danger. So he's like, <laughs> he doesn't feel particularly unsafe right now. So he's all big and bad. I'm the captain, but mm -hmm. I mean, let's see what happens when he gets presented with actual danger. Yeah. which is probably um, going to be very soon i mean he's probably already freaking out because these marines are after them probably so. yeah because there was the one and the one line he said he's like they literally call me captain usopp and i started thinking about it because in the anime that the actually kids? the kids do he's they got do. the little group of kids that run around with him yeah, and they call so him captain usopp i hated those little shits and I'm glad they didn't include that I, part. I really am as well. <laughs> and I started thinking about that. Like, he said that in the anime, too. But I was like, in the anime, like, it's true. He's got the little kids that run around with him that call him Captain Usopp. And here, they aren't there. No, nobody calls you Captain Usopp. But <laughs> does this not help cement his character some? Like, yes, he's a liar. He's full of shit. He's like, this is who Usopp is. We just met him, but we're getting to know him. So this, right? And you said, you said that you were going to be more mad if you liked Usopp in this show. So this episode did you a favor. No, it absolutely did. And it's kind of funny because even in my note, I said, this pisses me off so much and make just reminds me how much I dislike Usopp and it's Good. extremely fitting. <laughs> um, so yeah so that was sad though that they didn't have like when he joined them they didn't have that scene of him like with that gigantic backpack 
and he like broke his entire oh. house trying to walk out the door with oh, yeah. it. Yes. I, I mean, about logistically, that. that would have been too stupid. But uh, that was it, funny. It, it absolutely would have. <laughs> okay, so now we are ready to move on to our after dark shit. Wow, oh. that, never mind. Okay. Hello. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of. <laughs> <laughs> um we have a question that was sent in to us from a mystery person what? that uh did not drop his name so grandpa? <laughs> it's absolutely grandpa so we'll go ahead and right now going mary i am here to steal a moment of your time because not all pirates are bad but not all are good either some, like myself, want to inconvenience, so I have a question for you. In episode 4, just before Kaya reveals the family portrait to Nami and Usopp from beneath the veil, two other portraits can be seen, one to each side. Can you tell me the color and hairstyle of the person on the left? Absolutely not. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough question. The color of the hair? And yeah. the style? And the style. Oh my god. Wait, it was the one portrait of the parents in Kaya? Is that what we So there's about? the portrait of the parents, and then there was uh -huh. a portrait on each side. So the left oh. side portrait. I only remember I remember what the mom looks like, what her hair looked like. Yeah, I I remember the mom as well. I don't recall I don't even remember the fucking portrait, honestly. <laughs> I didn't know that there were other ones on the wall. <laughs> yeah, see, there we go. I'm gonna say blonde and like an updo like a okay an updo yeah amanda do you want to take any guesses um i'll say that it's a portrait of mary so it's a little sheep fuzz and horns okay because who else would there be a picture of in that house i don't know that's yeah, fair kaya maybe i don't know um i am gonna go with uh blue hair just cause. And kind of like a a punk rock kind of spiky shit. Mohawk? Faux I hawk? almost no, said mohawk. Not yeah. not not <laughs> mohawk, like you know, like the little short hair spiky kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like you know? back, like good Charlotte days. Or yeah. Like, like a shit like ton of gel, gel in it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we will go ahead and, and see what uh, our random pirate friend has to say now. Black Mohawk. <laughs> so Should have went with my instinct. Who, who is that? I have to go back and look at who that is. I mean, not that I'm going to know who it is. I know. Now we're going to go back looking for Black Mohawks now. Yeah. That was Mary before he said it. <laughs> Those are his punk days. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Um, oh my god, I need to know if anyone got that right. I, yeah, Any I'm kind of curious too. Yeah, yeah if you got us. that question right, let us know. And we need to come up with a name for our pirate mystery friend. He, can be, he can be Whitney's pirate pal. <laughs> okay. I, yeah. so I, I have two names. Uh, one is Steve. Okay. And Two is Long John Silver. Cool. Huh? I like that. 
Huh? I like that one. I like Long John Silver? Yeah, that works. <laughs> okay, we'll go with Long John Silver. I like their food. Well, thanks, Long John, for... Wow, that just sounds fucking weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Long John. <laughs> Might as well just call him Big Dick Silver. All right. <laughs> hey, now there's an idea. <laughs> that's not That's not terrible. I like it. It rolls okay. right off the top. Big, big Dick Silver. I love it. Yes. That reminds me on... Uh, uh, Magic Mike, Big Dick Rich. I have not seen it. You haven't seen Magic Mike? Okay. Oh my god, I just said that. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I've never seen blah blah blah, and they're like, you haven't seen it? I'm like, yeah, I said that. Wow. Okay, that's fine. We'll just leave it there. Anyway, (laughs) uh, quotes. Any, Any other quotes in this episode? No? Okay. Pirate Pals. Um, beside like Big it. Dick John or besides Big, Big Dick, Dick Silver, Silver. Big what Dick Silver, that's what it was. I love it. Let's do that one. Big Silver Dick, <laughs> just like switch around all the words until it makes sense. <laughs> Silver Big Dick, you gotta put that in the episode description. Special guest, I'm definitely doing it. I'm definitely fucking doing it. Maybe a um... leg, leg, but not where you think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be like, who the hell did they maybe bring Tom on that talks that like is. a that sounds like a sounds like a burlesque name, maybe. Yeah. Ooh, well, <laughs> it's a world unlike any other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Big silver dicks just walking around. <laughs> um, um, all right. Uh, the pirate pal I picked is one that I really enjoyed from the anime um, in this little story arc. And that in the anime is Mr. I assume, I don't know, Mash, I shouldn't assume, but this is Siam. Okay. My screen's really bright, but um, he looks quite a bit different than the character we see in the live action. He's got um, the hairstyle is very similar. It's got the little flip up curls. Ooh, now my screen's really bright. Um but and he's got the cat ears and then of course we have the gender swapped version of him in the live action named sham who is our quote unquote maid um yeah i i wasn't as big a fan of her again in the live action that i was in the anime but i like the style of her i thought they Um, did a great job with her the outfit and the hair and all that Mm -hmm. yeah he was a pretty formidable (laughs) fighter Mm-hmm. not bad yeah okay so piece of shit it sounds like Helmeppo <laughs> I mean it's kind of funny Helmeppo is my second choice he is a piece of shit and I know this is going to sound just too easy but like Kuro was a such a literal piece of shit um, Takaya in that last scene i mean it really i don't know it just really got to me like in a on an emotional like a an empathetic level um that he was just literally making fun of her for being a child and being in a situation that he put her in um Mm -hmm. 
and after having no one and yeah she's rich and yada 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 Nami you know kind of gave her a hard time for that but like this girl has experienced a lot more hardship than some people have or will um in a different way yeah she's got all she could ever want but she doesn't have a family um or anybody to care for her so I don't know that just to me he was a total piece of shit for that Mm -hmm. I said I gave two my first one was Usopp. Oh, fucking he... hell. Usopp. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. That was... He, <laughs> he did literally nothing this Girl's entire episode. Um, <laughs> yes, but Curl's supposed to be worse. He turned yeah. the wheel, Derek. He turned the wheel. He turned, the wheel. <laughs> he turned it a quarter of a fucking turn. <laughs> well, I say give him the MVPs. How about that? <laughs> Now we're just completely full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Usopp did literally nothing this entire episode. All he did was flip out and cry. And even when his best friend Kaya needed his help, it was Nami that was the one that was stepping up. And it was the one that had Kaya's back, not her best friend that has been around for five years. He really didn't do that much to help the situation at all. I'm going to argue with you on this. And so, granted, he did give her a little bit of heads up in regards to the fact that, hey, Kuro's coming. But if you think about it, if he wouldn't have went in there, Nami would have still went in the room anyway and still would have warned her the same shit. And she would have believed Nami right away because Nami hasn't been lying to her for years. Because Nami didn't even know Usopp was there. She still would have went into that room. I, I know Whitney's making a lot of faces at me. <laughs> but nothing else would have played nothing else would have happened any different. Mm. Seriously, if Usopp would not have went into that room, Whitney hit me. What happened? What Neither did he Kaya do? Nor Nami knew how to get through the walls in the fucking secret passageways. Usopp Kaya did. Yes. Kaya she did. didn't. He showed them where they were. She saw him walk through the the wall in the last she episode. You, know said, you, said the, you said earlier that that was what he did was that he brought them through the passageway, right? I, you're right. Yeah. I did say that, <laughs> but still, she in there. How does she know where to go? She doesn't know. He's the one that sneaks in and out of the house. Frail. Go go straight. <laughs> it's it's a hall. Not go always. straight. Not always. <laughs> they can't just go straight because like there's literally bars on every window and wall they've got to find out a secret way to get out and he got in so evidently they can get out it goes in the wall it's not it's not like it's a maze it literally you walk it's it through the wall house though absolutely I mean, no, it's, they it's all very... about how big the house was and how no. they could get lost in it um no Does she even go anywhere that. else in the house to know where anything is <laughs> <laughs> so i She's got one of those lifts on the stairs where she just sits in the chair it's, <laughs> what i'm saying is she's inside a wall it's not like there's a bunch of different turns inside a wall the wall goes okay, one you go way in your wall right it goes now straight make it to the front of your house without looking uh you know what i could do it because it's yeah, a just, wall yeah, okay it goes one way wall. all i have Check to do back. is follow Check the back. damn hallway and it'll take me somewhere. It'll Is take me. Size of Kaya's? Do you have pirate bars? Okay, so <laughs> see, you keep changing the rules when I keep proving you wrong. <laughs> well, how have you proved me wrong? And how did I change the rules? Because my wall that's going that way literally goes that way. That's that's my only option is to go that yeah, way I with the wall. Just 
I literally just gave you the same exact situation that they were in. How was that exactly. changing the roles? <laughs> you asked me if I could get through the walls in my house. And then when I said yes, you're like, okay, can you get through the walls in her house? Okay, you win, Derek. <laughs> All I'm saying is Usopp did nothing this whole episode. If he wouldn't have been there, Nami well, and Kaya... Well, neither voting for uh, Usopp. So. <laughs> I, I know. Moot I can point. obviously tell. But <laughs> yeah, it, definitely a fair nomination. And my other nomination was obviously Helmeppo. I talked about how much he pissed me off in this episode. And like, think about it if, uh, <laughs> think about it, it if. He did almost derail the whole thing. Yeah. If he think had about, not been knocked out or vomited on. If Hel- <laughs> Yeah, he really did. And think about what would have changed if he would have supported Kobe instead of tearing him down. Fair. Honestly, probably not much because it's not like either one of them stood a chance against Kuro. But yeah, it still would have been a whole different situation. Like they had other people with them, but they were taken out super, super easily by Zoro. Yeah, it was just so easy. <laughs> if Garb would have been there, then that would have been a whole different story. Right. But uh, yeah, I mean, wonder why Garp didn't go to begin with. Which I guess towards the end, he's like, "The plan worked." You know, you flushed him out. Which is yeah. that what he did the whole time? Probably. That sounds like Garb. Confident in Luffy at that point. Um, hmm. Yeah. Helmeppo was really treating Kobe like shit and was just absolutely being a complete piece of shit in this in this yeah. episode, for sure. That's so, fair. Yeah. I, I could give it to either one. Obviously, you're not going to give it to Usopp. So. I could not give it to either one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Derek hates me. <laughs> Join the club. So does everyone else. <laughs> I don't know, Amanda. What do you think? Falling a well, I mean, Whitney. Falling totally, a well. I, I totally agree that Kuro was a huge asshole for all of that. Just for that speech alone at the end. Mm-hmm. Where he's complaining about... And I don't know that I would have wanted to give him the piece of shit if it wasn't for that. That's the one thing that just, it bothered me so bad. (laughs) Yeah, it was unnecessarily cruel. Mm -hmm. Like that specific act. Because the rest of it, he's a villain. Okay, yes, Mm -hmm. he does do stupid, mean things. And he could Um, just be like, I'm here to take your money and I'm going to kill you. And I would have been like, yeah, okay. Sure. Yeah, like, why did he feel the need to humiliate her? Because he's evil. It just drives home the point that he's a great villain. Yeah. He's a psychopath. So, I guess we're going Helmepo. I don't know how Amanda feels about Helmepo. I mean, you... She was the first one that mentioned him. That's all I'm... Well, because (laughs) you, every other sentence with Helmepo is a piece of shit. So I'm like, that's that's really going to be the nomination for piece of shit. (laughs) I mean, he, he was, but I don't think he... I mean... He's like, he's fucking Draco Malfoy. That's who he is. So I didn't find that annoying because I just expect him to be that way. So, I mean, you kind of expect Kuro to be that way. I guess. I don't know. I mean, to me, Kuro's shit was worse than like just being an irritating. Yeah, I wasn't sure that he was going to go that far with it. I can't remember if he said those kind of things to Kaya or not. He did in the anime. anime. Yeah, he gave the same. He gave basically the same speech. Yeah, so I, I, I wasn't expecting it going in, but like, at least me and Amanda have talked before. I just don't remember very specific, specific and things. 
He almost got the MVP that episode too. Who Kuro? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, for for great writing because he because the writing was so good, he, they did such a good job making him a piece of shit. <laughs> well, I don't know. Okay. So, sounds like we're going Kuro again. Did we pick him last time, or did we pick Clahador last time? No, I guess it was Clahador last time, because Kuro was expected to be a piece of shit. So, we went Clahador, because he was a shitty butler. Yeah. <laughs> it was a shitty butler. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Clahador... Was a shitty butler. <laughs> so, Clahador last time, and Kuro this time. Sure. Up to you guys. Okay. MVPs. Derek's just accepting his defeat and in, in, he's going to go out and scream in a field. <laughs> <after this episode. laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to go sew really a big flag with a, a Usopp logo on it and throw a bunch of knives at it. Oh my god. Derek is Usopp. He thinks he's the captain. <laughs> I am the captain, damn it. They call me captain. <laughs> um, MVPs. Kobe? For not giving up. I, don't, I mean, he eventually gave up. See, that's <laughs> the thing. I wanted I to give it to Kobe, but it's just because he, he was making strides toward it, but every time he took a step forward, he, he backed down, and I was just like, Ugh. Like if but he it is farther yeah. than he's gone before, and he yeah, did that is kind of, time, which kind of, yeah. Sure. I mean, don't get me wrong; I could definitely be talked into giving it to Kobe because he was who yeah, I wanted so... to give it to, but I just didn't quite do enough for me. Yeah, because I mean, he was also it was good that he gave up at the end because, like, I mean, once everybody was knocked out, like, and they went back to the house, he didn't follow, mm-hmm. so. I mean, I guess he could have, but then what would he have done if he, mm-hmm. like, Zoro I mean, would have just knocked him out? <laughs> yeah, if he would have went with him to help him out or something like that, like, it's not, he wouldn't have stood a chance against Sham or Butchie either. Bucci. Yeah, he would have just been in the way. Yeah. Um, so even if they would have done something, like, to, with Helmepo and everyone there, like, if they would have tried something, it wouldn't have done anything. Like, they were outmatched easily. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I got Wait, nothing. <laughs> you got nothing. Amanda has nothing either. Fuck, damn it! I didn't yeah, have anything other, either. I was waiting to see who you brought Kobe, to the table. I yeah, I mean, this, this episode was hard. <laughs> it was. Yeah. We say that all the time, but like, it really was because okay. it was just a lot of fighting. And I know that like Luffy beat the bad guy, but like, it wasn't the most spectacular fight we've seen. Um, so. the Zoro scene was good yeah I okay mean, I, I'm gonna throw one out there Mary no <laughs> the ship <laughs> no Kuro Jesus for, for, <laughs> for the same reason that we gave him the that we gave him the piece of shit yes was he a piece of shit absolutely but he was an extremely well written piece of shit like he did everything that you wanted him to do from the anime and more. 
Kuro was really, really well done in this, and and they really captured that horror vibe with him. So I think I think it's fair. And Whitney's just gone. I'm here. <laughs> She's like trying to catch her breath a little bit because of all my bullshit. She's allergic to it. I think you just really, really want to give a villain the MVP award so bad you can't. We already, stand it. we already gave it to him. We gave we or we already gave it to Buggy. So. Oh, that's Buggy. Exactly. Have you seen Buggy? It was because of the Have way he seen? was sitting on that chair. <laughs> all sprawled out there <laughs> with, with his do. <laughs> with his big silver dick I guess if you can argue the fact that he was so well written and central to this whole he was central to the story here because this was all because of him mm-hmm. and he was so well written to the fact that it made me shaking angry when he was saying what he said to her and how scary he truly came off, then I guess I could see the argument for that. And if you think about it this way, if he would not have been a complete psychopath and he would have just been a normal butler, Kaya Mm -hmm. would not have given Luffy the boat. So Luffy would not have been able to leave. So thank you, Kuro, for the going Mary. I mean, that's a reach. (laughs) (laughs) It's a reach, but it's accurate. (laughs) They wouldn't have even have had to have been stuck in that. They could have left whenever they wanted. I guess, yeah. (laughs) When would she have given them the boat for any other reason? I don't. I don't know. I don't think she would have given it to him just because he asked. Maybe. I mean, she seems nice, but I don't know. Okay, so we're doing Kuro for piece of shit and Kuro for MVP. So that's what it's sounding like. Aye, aye, Captain. Yeah! We, I still we... like Kobe, but that's fine. <laughs> I like Kobe, too. Okay. Kobe, you're doing good, buddy. He is doing good. Honorable mention. Who did we do? Who did we? I think we almost gave Sanji the MVP and piece of shit at the same time, if uh, like in one of the anime episodes i don't i think he's it was good he's good and when he's bad he's bad no, seems right? accurate and I, but i, I think, think we went of, like, wasn't the one like the baroque works one where he was like absent for the whole like four yes. out of five episodes yes. and then but then he like really he like lied over he, the phone yeah he, he like came in clutch yes. yeah and then he killed the, the otter and the seagull or whatever the yeah. hell and i want to say we gave it to like Kurt or to karu and uh nami like instead i think that's what we did i think we gave the mvp to karu and and then piece of shit to nami i don't know instead instead okay. yeah okay so anyway we we're a spreadsheet of, of all of these i i have them all written down but i don't know which one was for which episode i remember specific ones but not mm-hmm. all of the you know i don't remember all the nominations and everything okay so I'm just gonna say, yeah, we're doing Kuro and Kuro. That's fun! Yay, we finally did it. It's fun. <laughs> You're fun and different. We're unique. Yeah, we we're different by not being different and giving the same person two awards because we're those assholes. Um, we everybody's so creative. Everybody's. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, girl, you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anything else before we call it a day? I'm glad Kuro's out of the picture. Not because I didn't enjoy the story, but I just hate that asshole. Yeah. And I'm excited for next week. He's Me too. Yes. <laughs> I've heard that episode five is great. I'm going to watch Fantastic. it as soon as we're done recording. Fantastic. I hope it lives up to the hype. I'm sure it will. For me, but, you know. I mean, it, apparently it does for everybody, so. I think it, the the general consensus among most people is it gets better from here. Cool. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can find the show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at GoingMaryPod. That's M-E-R-R-Y-P-O-D. You can also support the show by leaving a five-star rating on your podcast platform of choice. It goes a long way with getting the show out there, and it is very much appreciated by every single one of us. So I hope you all have an excellent rest of your week, and we will be back next week with episode five. See ya!